What's going on, everybody? My name's Dallas. You're listening to Vic Food Stories, and this is the podcast where we talk about food in and around Victoria, British Columbia. And it's been a little while since I've been on here. Uh, things, obviously, restrictions are still in place, so I can't do these things right now. They're still on hold. They will be coming back. Have no fear. But I do have some new content. And this is thanks to the guys at the In the Weeds podcast, Franz and Remy. They reached out to me and wanted to have a chat. And I I had such a good time. I haven't spoken with them before, but they're they're such good guys. And I've listened to some of their podcasts. And they're basically, if if you like Vic Food Stories, you're going to like In the Weeds. So you definitely need to check that thing out. But I hopped on an episode with them last week. They were nice enough um, to let me use that as an episode here. So this is not an episode of my podcast, but it's an episode of theirs. It'll be a little bit of a sample, I guess, as to what they do. And I think there's a lot of overlap um, with what they're doing with what I'm doing here. So really, you should be listening to both these things. A lot of a lot of good uh, hospitality content um, in the city of Victoria being shared. A lot of good stories. So here it is. This is last week's In the Weeds episode with Franz and Remy here on Vic Food Stories. And I'll be back soon. Enjoy. But just whatever place you love, go and support them because you don't know what's actually going on behind the doors. People aren't going to come out and say, hey, we're, we're a month or two away from closing if we don't get some support. One way you can do that that people don't necessarily talk about is go on a night where they traditionally would not be busy. Don't go on a Friday. Go on like a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Like, like leave the, the availability of space to someone that might have never been there before because you know you already like it. So where possible, just do what you can. Just support. It's really important right now. I'm Franz. I'm Remy. And welcome to In the Weeds Podcast, Season 2, Version 2.0. We love hearing good stories, and lucky for us, there are none better than those in food and beverage. Join us as we get to know some of the people that have dedicated their lives to this industry. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Riot Brewing Co., located at 101A 3055 Oak Street in beautiful Shamanus, BC. Flavorful, true to style, and handcrafted Riot packaged product is available across Vancouver Island, wherever great beer is sold. Be sure to check their brand spanking new patio, which is both pet and kid friendly. Come on down, bring a picnic, and enjoy some seriously delicious beer. Right, Remy? Yeah, I like I like beer. Check us out on Instagram at in underscore the underscore weeds underscore podcast, or email us at podcastitw at gmail.com. Or become a monthly supporter at www.patreon.com forward slash in the weeds podcast. Hey, Franz, uh, you think that needs a few more underscores there? Now the moment you've been patiently waiting for. Let's get into the show. My name's Dallas Harwood, and you can check me out at @vicfoodguys on Instagram. And you're in the weeds with Franz and Remy. See, I want to get into the specifics of what, what you're softwares and stuff i know this is not related to that though so i don't want to go down that rabbit hole oh it totally is no 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 i mean we were we were talking about this earlier and i mean okay i'm fascinated about your background and how you got into this i want to talk about that but i want us to just i want us to just riff and i'm sure that's the same thing with remy like we just 
like the whole thing is we're trying really hard to get away from sort of the scripted what's your question what's your business uh how did you get here like we wanted we just want to have a good time and get people laughing and having fun and talking about what they're interested in so no that's just a conversation right conversations there you go yeah let let people i mean and it's so important with something like this that you're documenting all this stuff yeah because like i mean i i do my stuff as well which is on hold right now yeah but it's just important that that we all document as much as we can yeah because like if a restaurant closes down or something or somebody leaves the city, all that all that information they had is now gone. Yeah. That this is the yeah. way my mind works. It's it, oh. this is super important. So yeah. thank you to you two for doing this. Yourself well, as well, you honestly. You, like friend. we're super stoked to have you on here. And maybe we can start off at least by uh, just for the posterity's sake of our podcast, just introduce yourself formally and tell us sort of how you got into this. Yeah. So my name is Dallas Harwood and I run uh, the Instagram account Vic Food Guys. So if you'll notice, there's an S on the end, but I'm just one guy. <laughs> so originally, this was my buddy's idea. Shout out to Mike. I love him. He's a brother to me. But uh, it was it was his idea. And he knows that when I get involved with something, I go like hard. Like it's just like it's 150%. Mm-hmm. And on Facebook, I would take these really crappy photos on like my super old iPhone. Like like like, like it's like a potato, right? Like it looks awful. <laughs> but like so I put these up for my like 80 friends. And Mike's like, you should be sharing these with more people. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't even know what that is. Don't like, don't, let's not do that. <laughs> so he started, he saved all my photos off Facebook and he started the account Big Food Guy and he started uploading them. So then I was like, no, we're not going to do it that way. Let's add an S, do it together. And that spawned into him and I doing it for three and a half years together. And then he wanted to sort of step back and deal with, or have more time with his family. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's how, so he stepped away when he felt it was appropriate. I mean, I still talk to him all the time, but uh, he wasn't as sort of, it wasn't as high of a priority for him to do this. He had other higher priorities, which I respect. And, and he's, yeah, Mike's awesome. So this is all thanks to him. And he sort of gave me this thing now that I'm super invested in and I just go hard with. Awesome. Um, it, it, it's, it, it's consuming, isn't it? I mean, like I can, I can, I can totally attest to the fact that if, if it's not your primary job, uh, and you're you're making ends meet in other ways. Uh, it is um, it's it's a lot more challenging, I think, than a lot of people realize to stay current and stay uh, up to date at all times with with it, you know, and and juggling everything at once. It's a commitment. It really is. I mean, so like, I do have a full time job. This mm-hmm. is just a hobby. So for me, I'm like, I'm lucky that my job allows me to do this basically without taking anything from anybody. Right. Oh, that's, brilliant. That's a uh, that's super important to me. Yeah. So yeah, it's. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. I would say that's amazing. Wow. So, what was what were your uh, like the top places? So, off the top of my head, I won't be able to list them all, but I know like like the hives on there. Mm. I don't know if you guys have been to the hive. Yeah, um, I haven't had the pleasure yet. I haven't, but I've heard uh, really amazing things about it. Yeah, yeah. Jason does such an, a tremendous job, but the hives on there, um, the White Heather Tea Room, which I've been at quite a bit lately, which I think uh, I feel like not enough people know about it. But they do such a good job there. Like the ladies in the kitchen have been there for over 20 years. Wow. At least one of them, uh, Claudette. And like this, everything, super vibrant, super fresh. They're always coming up with seasonal stuff or whatever, something related to a theme. <laughs> so they're doing really cool stuff there. Um, Hank's yeah. is my number one at the top. Yeah. Oh, man, I love Hank's. Yeah, so, we, I'm I mean, super jealous. I, I was, I was uh, listening to your podcast, uh, your, your interview with them. And oh, yeah. I was like, during the whole time, like, man, that- 
fucking, I'm so goddamn jealous of this guy. <laughs> this, that's, that's where that's where we want to be. Yeah. Dude, so I, I hadn't really met uh, Devin or Clark before that. Really, that much. Like I talked to him right. a little bit, but I was like fanboying the whole time. Oh yeah. Like I was just yeah. <laughs> I was I was geeking out like just super stoked to be there. Yeah. And the fact that they'd sit down with me. Um. And actually, when we did that that talk. There was a guy power washing out in the uh, the courtyard, and like literally, he was. I mean, we commented on this, but he was power washing the window two feet beside us. So editing that episode afterwards, like the audio was a mess. Yeah, that was horrible. Oh, right. That was disgusting. Like, yeah, that was awful. <laughs> I don't know. I, I got rid of most of it though. <laughs> I know what you mean by being a total fanboy. Actually, one of my favorite um, memories of going to Hanks was with uh, our missing crew member AJ and with Remy. We went there and had dinner and I've, I've i mean most most chefs i know are, are fans of theirs and fanboys of their sort of like this is what we do take us or leave us kind of attitude it's it's just brilliant i love it that's pretty much like, what I, it is yeah i think you had like the biggest beef rib i've ever seen in my life yeah probably it, yeah it looked like a femur like it was just so huge yeah <laughs> like that bone sticking out of your plate <laughs> no, okay let's not get too far away from the fact that you had yes. two meals you ordered two to. entrees. You were like, I couldn't good. decide, so you ordered two entrees. That's too perfect. Good. I, have, <laughs> I had like Actually. a oh, was it like a rabbit? I think it was a rabbit uh, fried rice, and then like a gnocchi thing. I think oh, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I I don't think I don't think it's the first time that I've ordered two entrees uh, over there from Hanks. Are, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing about Hanks is they use so much butter. Like it's very. <laughs> Very rich. Yeah. So I think every time I leave, my stomach hurts at some point. Yeah, of course. But it's oh, like yeah. it's totally worth it. I mean, the the food is absolutely insane. Everything they do is just out of this world. And like one time, so speaking of the hive, Jason, the the chef there, mm-hmm. and I, we went to Hanks and we were gonna get all the large dishes. This was like last summer. So we ordered the five um dishes that they had, and then Clark's like, Well, you need all the burgers too. So they did <laughs> all the like all the pasta and all this stuff. But then they did all the burgers, like all five of them as well. And they, they gave us like 10 pounds of food. Jesus. <laughs> it was just the two of you guys? Yeah, just the two of us. Wow. Oh, wow. So, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. I eat a lot. So I, I, I got through it and it was, it was just, I, I really enjoyed it. Like that's something I won't forget. Oh, that's amazing. Um, it was a lot of food though. I laid on the couch when I got home for like four hours and didn't move. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. Heavy meat rough. sweats. It was so good. But <laughs> see, something like that for me is it, it becomes like a challenge. Yeah, of course. Like I wasn't oh, really... Yeah eating the food to enjoy it mm-hmm. i was now switched into okay now i gotta get this down so i can eat it all because i gotta i gotta make this happen um yeah 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 so it kind of changed for me from my original intention but it was it, i probably remember it more because of this yeah of course yeah. that's awesome so how so, um, going back a little bit just about how you got into this um so what's your your background you mentioned you're in it did, did, yeah. did you work in a kitchen are you a chef do your family in the business like what got you into this uh, it's, it's basically, I think the fact that when I look at it now, it makes total sense that I'm doing this, Right. but it's, it's, so I was a dishwasher when I was 16. Okay. That's the only experience with the kitchen I've ever had. That was for a summer when I was 16, like my first job. Um, right. and it's just always been this thing where when I like something, I won't shut up about it. Like I just, I just keep telling everybody, you know, you got to try this thing, try this, whatever. Um, and then the fact that I can eat quite a lot of food versus the average person, <laughs> Um, you combine these two things and, and like, yeah, like another example was at the, uh, um, poutine with purpose last year or no, sorry, two years ago. Okay. And I went to the Empress and like, I was supposed to have one poutine, but they brought me both. So there was like this beef short rib, massive thing. 
And then this, um, I think it was vegan or vegetarian, the other one. And so I ate both of those. And then four hours later, I had to go to Varsha and have the poutine there. Oh, no way. <laughs> but then Jeez. like, I, I just, I, I, I don't leave anything on the plate. Like I have to eat it all. Right. So, I don't know. <laughs> my, my wife makes fun of me for that. Like, I was just like, I, I have to finish everything. Cause that's just the way I was brought up. And she's yeah. like, you know, no one's going to judge you. It's just the two of us here in this kitchen. Like it's yeah. the great no idea. Like it's the great depression. And if you don't finish your meal, you don't know when your next one's coming by. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get like a text message from the kids in Africa going like, where, sometimes at your own peril you though. Me? Like, you know, you shouldn't do it. Right. Oh, but yeah. I just, I can't, I can't just leave stuff. Yeah. It's not great. It's you know, not you great. Think it through. Yeah. It's really not great. I mean, it's, I, but I, I'm, I'm silly sometimes I would say. <laughs> So, uh, so you're in IT and, you know, let's kind of try this out and your buddy kind of got you into it. And then, or I guess how did CTV and CFAX come in? That was all thanks to Joe Perkins. So we, when Mike and I started, we spent like, I was spending like 40 hours a week on Instagram trying to grow the account. Mm. Like it was so much effort, like just trying to like grow, grow, grow. And right at the start, we, we grew quite a bit right at the start. And then when we hit 5,000 uh, followers, Joe reached out to us and he basically said, you want to come on the radio for an interview? And both of us had never done anything like that. And we were like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I remember we were sitting at, on, at, at work on like sort of the bench there. And when, when Mike called him, cause I was too afraid to call Joe. So Mike <laughs> called him and uh, Joe sort of laid it out. And then we went in and I forget where the first one was. It might've been the village. I think it was the village at the Torquay location. Cause we went and saw Brian. I think mm-hmm. that was the first one, but um, it was just this thing where we're going to come in and talk about a restaurant because I guess they needed a food segment on the show and he brought us on and, and Mike and I are very, we're similar in some ways, but we're very, there's a stark contrast between us, but we play off each other really well. I was going right. to say so, that makes for a good partnership with that when you have two different uh, personalities, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mike and I are both crazy in our own ways. Mm-hmm. So you get that together somewhere and <laughs> it's, 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 it's entertaining. Um, so that, that's kind of how it started. Joe reached out to us and then it just kept going. And then we ended up doing uh, over a hundred segments on CFAX. Wow. So wow. every single one of those um, was an interview with an owner going over the whole history of the business. And we would try and we would compress it down into about uh, maybe like 12 minutes, 10, 12 minutes wow. of airtime. So, wow. yeah. So I've got this huge, history of like show notes i wish i had recorded all those conversations though yeah of course like that's a hundred episodes of something that was never recorded i have the notes but yeah so oh man so that's why podcast like a big thing at that time i don't know this was in 2017 16 17 actually we started in 16 it was quite a while ago yeah. Right. Yeah. Podcasts weren't as big. No. No, they've really exploded in Jeez. the past like two years almost, where everybody seems to have a podcast or everybody's interested or at least everybody's listening to a podcast. I think back then it was still sort of that, not, I don't want to say fringe, but I don't think, you know, like I, I regularly have that conversation once a week where I'm like, this is the podcast you got to listen to. How about this one? Have you listened to that? You know, like now everybody's yeah. doing that. <laughs> There's so many good ones too. Like I don't even know. <sighs> I don't know how you find like the one that, that you get really stoked on because yeah. there's just so many. What what are some like, of your favorites? Uh, the ones I listen to, I listen to um, uh, Mike Check, which is the one that that I do with Joe now, mm-hmm. uh, the Check TV one. Yeah. Um, and then Darknet Diaries, which is about like um, 
uh, it's just about like the dark, the dark web on the internet or okay. like penetration testing where somebody will be like, they're basically a burglar, but they're hired by the company to go and test the security at the location where they're going into. Huh. So it's just stories related to like, he says the dark sides of the internet, hmm. but, um, it's a lot of really interesting stuff like that has happened in the past 10 years. Wow. So I find that super interesting. Yeah. But wow. besides yeah. that, I don't, I don't, uh. I don't do too much. I collect sports cards. I've gotten into sport car- sports cards. So you're kidding. I watch me. a lot of YouTube. A lot of YouTube on sports cards. Okay, so yeah. okay, I, I, huh. this is perfect. I got a gush. I just recently realized that sports cards are coming back into fashion. Um, so when I was a little kid, my dad and I went bananas in 1990s and like 92. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm renovating uh, my family home, which I'm hoping to move into at the end of the summer. Uh, and and I just like it, it was filled with old boxes of stuff from when I was a kid. And I recently discovered four Apple boxes filled to the brim with co- with hockey cards, but they're all like perfectly taken care of. My dad was yeah. uh, oh, an wow. anal German man, and everything was like they're all in order. There, I don't know how many complete sets of upper deck he has, and all the other ones, the Opeachy, and all those other ones. And, and I'm, I did the exact same thing. I've been recently looking online, and I'm astounded that some of them are actually starting to creep up in value again. And I'm looking at some of these cards, and I'm like, I got five of that one. I've got three of that one. I, it, I'm, 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 I'm obsessed now too. Yeah, it's, huh. it's, it takes over. But then you get into the whole issue of like grading cards. Yes. So that's the whole like PSA, do you go BGS? I mean, Fuck. all this stuff. And then, yeah, like I got a BGS 9.5, I got a PSA 10. Yeah. And it skyrockets the value of what you have. That that whole yeah. world of sports cards now is like, there's a lot to take in. It's super challenging to get those grades because, uh, Remy, if you're not aware of what, what – what Dallas is talking about is you can, you can essentially I have no idea what you guys are talking about. You send away your cards to uh, like a, a, an official, almost like a, a company that's recognized and they grade your cards. And it's basically on a one to 10 scale, I think, isn't it one to 10 or yeah. One being like torn corners, bends, everything about it. Like, well, I don't even know what a one looks like. I, It'd be like something you find in a trash can. Exactly. It's been there for like 50, 500 years. Yeah. Okay. Because even all the right. ones with like the slightly tarnished or rounded edges, like ever so slightly, those ones are already probably like a seven. So the ones that are hitting 9.5s or 10s are the most mint thing you can find. But the problem right. is, is just like Dallas said, like they getting them officially graded makes them infinitely more valuable. But these companies are charging like what thirty bucks a card to get them. No, sent it's more than that. It's more I think than PSA. That. I think PSA now they charge a hundred bucks for uh, oh Canadian. It costs way more than in the U.S. But that, for one card, yeah, to, for them to for them to give you a grade on it, yeah. I think it's 100 Canadian. I could be wrong. Holy. It used to be 50. I thought it was but, 30. Um, I thought that 30 was an, I thought 30 was crazy. No. No, so it's it's <laughs> way crazier shit. than that. But the thing is too is that not only do they charge you this thing to grade it, but they also charge you a fee based on how much the card's worth. So if your card was worth 5,000, you pay a percentage of 5,000. Oh, I did I had no idea. So Oh my god. Jumping. So you you got a nice card you want to get it graded prepared to like just Come out of your pocketbook for it. Oh, that's such a ah. Oh, so, so what's the answer? What like do you just find a collector and say I'll I'll take a, a hit, but I don't want to take that kind of a hit. Like, do, like have you? How do I go about? How do I go about unloading all these cards that I have? Yeah, <laughs> making just, millions. Yeah. Probably on Facebook or something. Yeah, you're probably. I right. mean, eBay eBay is a pain, but yeah. um, 
if you want to get stuff graded, you can go, there's actually people, there's a business now where people are third party. Uh, they're a third party. They just have people, tons of people send them submissions. Hmm. So they'll get together like 200 cards and they send it off on behalf of like 50 people. Wow. And then that person gets it back and they send it back, the cards back to everyone that had them. Um, so I don't Man. know, but I, I think this is sort of the past year. Everyone's been at home, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, like in the U S people got their, their checks in the mail. Everybody's been at home on the computer. And I, and I like back in the early nineties cards were like, they call it the junk wax era because mm-hmm. there was so much produced. Like I used to do hockey when I was 10 mm-hmm. or eight, eight years old, 10 years old and stuff. That was the early nineties. Yeah. So, um, and now we're all older and we maybe have a little bit of extra money. <laughs> right. Or at least, uh, yeah, some people do. And then they're like, well, what can I get? I want this nostalgia feel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it's my, all about the nostalgia. My Sergei Fedorov upper deck French edition rookie card. <laughs> yeah, you want that in a 10, dude. Yeah, I think I have a couple of those. <laughs> yeah. uh, there you go. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. Um, it's a retirement it, fund right it, there. It's crazy. Honestly, it's a whole, I, it's a, it's a whole new world of possibility because I, I think I went, um, what did they have a few a few years ago? A, um, a mutual friend of ours, Remy, uh, took me to um, like the Victoria Comic Con or something like that. There was a little little thing uh, out by. Oh yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what the arena is called. Um, it's over by um, Silver City. Anyways, uh, and I went there, and to my super dismay, I saw somebody with a table of hockey cards, and I recognized a bunch of them, and he was selling them for like 50 cents each, and I knew that my dad had put that in his box in the 90s, thinking like, this is going to be my son's college tuition. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) He used to go around just buying boxes because the the hockey card shops used to be like like shoe stores downtown. There was like three or four in downtown Victoria alone that I remember. He had his favorite one in Duncan. Like there was all these shops that did cards like that's it yeah you know yeah 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 there was mvp mvp sports cards uh i think there was front row was another one so yeah yeah oh yeah see every saturday morning my dad and i used to go to bc shaver and hobbies because my dad used to he collects diecast cars and then we would go to uh mvp on ford street which is like i think that's it might be fishhook now actually Oh, crazy. On 4th Street there. It, it's one of those shops, either, either Tree Zone Co. or Fishhook. Crazy. I think, I think that it's right in that area. I think that you're right. MVP. And that was so Brad, um, I forget where he is now, but he was he was uh, with the Harbor Cats. Okay. The, the, I believe the manager. He was the owner of that store along with, uh, with one of his friends. No shit. So, yeah, he used to, he was in Major League Baseball. Wow. He was in the MLB. I had, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm, I'm, I might have made some of that up, but I, I, I don't think I did. That's okay. Nobody's going to fact check anything. It's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. They, I, just, <laughs> I say things like I know what they are, and I just yeah. sometimes I I kind of screw myself because it sounds like I know what I'm talking about, and I just go with it. You just have yeah, to whatever. say it with enough conviction, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to question yeah. it. <laughs> Is there something you guys have gone into in the past year, sort of just being more at home, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I guess the honestly the biggest thing besides just working as hard as I can to substantiate the the restaurant that I work for has been the podcast. Honestly, um, that's the uh, we were we were ultra proud Andrew and I that we've we've known each other since kindergarten, and the amount of harebrained schemes we've had 
in in our lifetimes, you know, usually over uh, one too many pints about what our dream restaurant was going to look like, and all these these grandiose ideas of where we were going to go with it. And we we were super proud that finally, after all of that chitter chatter, we stuck with something for longer than a week, and that was the podcast. So um, for me. Um, having been in this industry for 25 years or so, uh, being food and beverage, I I don't know shit about anything audio wise. I I didn't know anything about how to run a podcast or any of that kind of stuff. So the first, especially like six months, I was constantly learning, constantly obsessing over audio quality, looking at different mics, all that kind of stuff. And for me, that was, that was probably the, one of the biggest parts of, of last year for me was, was learning something new like that. Yeah. I like that. You wouldn't be able like to tell answer. because Franz Franz sounds like a like a pro. Like he's been doing this for years. He's got a beautiful radio voice. Mm, yeah. I want to wake up to you telling me the news and the weather every morning. This face was made for radio. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and Remy, what yeah. about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, same thing. I mean, I, I joined in with these guys. Although I guess it was later in the year. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've I've been off work because um, I was a um an events manager okay uh, at a hotel which <laughs> not not uh, a lot of events going on yeah 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 uh so i've just been off work for for pretty much this whole time so i uh aside from the podcast which is like probably the most yeah the only thing i've kind of i've actually kind of stuck with because i've started a lot of things <laughs> like baking and <laughs> I don't know, a whole bunch of different type of cooking but like you know that only lasted for so long uh but aside from that uh, man i play a lot of a lot of video games. I got really, really into PC gaming. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. So you got the yeah. you got the graphics cards before they went out of sight. <laughs> yeah. Or when you oh, yeah. can actually even yeah. buy them. Yeah. You can't. You can't, man. It's crazy. Oh. I remember, like, they were like, oh, cool. You know, check out these new video cards. But, I mean, you know, like the, the 3080s and 3090s and whatever. Oh. And they were supposed to be cheaper, better. And you still can't find them. They came out, what, like over a year ago. Yeah. They're... And now, like, and you'll, you can, if you find one online, people are charging, like, 10 times the price it's so stupid well these uh, are allegedly nvidia's release drivers that are going to stop the mining aspect of these cards so if you want to play online you have to get these new drivers Hmm. and when you do that it's going to it's going to stop the ability for like crypto mining so i think that interesting these cards because they do have one specific specifically designed for that um so i think that that cards might become available again slowly but i was lucky that i at the start of covid I built a brand new PC because I was like six years. So did I. I've been using the same one. And <laughs> so I actually, I. it was it was by fluke that I even started to build it. Because yeah. I got a CPU super cheap. Oh, like wow. they should have never sold it to me for that price. Okay. Um, but if I didn't have that PC, I wouldn't have been able to do the editing on the video for the podcast. Huh. So it, right. I, I actually would have needed it anyways. But it just, it was serendipitous sort of how it all flowed. And now like the thing would have cost like double the price that I paid for the thing. So oh, yeah. 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 But editing one of these podcasts, like it takes a lot of effort. So, okay. Can, can you talk a little bit about then your, not only your choice to do YouTube and why you didn't just do uh, an audio version, but also like, what are some of the challenges you have with editing a a video one? I mean, for me, I, I, I can speak to the fact that when you look at my my wave file, by the time I'm done editing it, I it, it it's got like hundreds of chops where I've like condensed the the awkward silences. I've 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 chopped some of my my mumbly ranting, any of that kind of stuff. But I I you couldn't do that with video. 
Well, you can. You can. I mean, so like, like with video, because I, I, the reason why mine is on hold is because I want to do it in person. Mm -hmm. I find that there's a real energy transfer when you're in the same room as people. Completely. And, um, my other thing was the lag, but I mean, you guys have solved that thing with this. I mean, this is, there's no lag here. This is, it's pretty, pretty pretty seamless. But um, nothing but the best for in the weeds podcast, <laughs> my friend. I, w- I would absolutely confirm that. Um, <laughs> but like when you have two videos, w- what program do you use to edit? First uh, off, GarageBand, honestly. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I use Reaper. Okay. Um, for on my on my thing, but for video, I use um, uh, DaVinci Resolve, which is a free program. It works just as good as Adobe Premiere. Okay. It's if you know Premiere, you have to. It's like learning another language, like. You know the concept of what you want to do, but you just have to learn the other way to do it in this other program. Um, but when you have like the two, because what I do is I have like my phone on me and then my, my other phone on the other person. Right. So w- when I'm editing, you can actually sync the two videos. It automatically syncs them. So huh. as so what I do is I look at the waveform on the bottom of the audio and I know that like I can see between the tracks when it's switching to the other person. So as it's going to switch, I can press one or two on the keyboard and it'll cut the video feed to either camera. So, oh, that's like if we brilliant. if we have like a th- three hour conversation, it's probably going to take me about an hour and a half of like making sure the right feed is being shown on the video. Right. Um, but that that's allowed me to really like the first couple audio ones I did. I was so just like ultra like just obsessive <laughs> about like the the like the EQ value I was applying to yeah. the stupid thing when really anyone listening is not going to hear a difference. Like that makes no difference. I was doing the exact same thing. I was doing the exact same thing. Andrew, if he was here, he could tell you how annoying I was. I mean, I I would, I would be sitting and I could hear a fan on in the bathroom when I was editing. And I was just like, this, this, this shall not stand. (laughs) One thing I've actually found that works really well. Mm -hmm. There's one thing you can remove remove background noise. It's free. It works phenomenal. Oh, yes. There's like a hum or something in the background. Okay. It's gone. Like the the episode I did with Dan at Forty Nine Below. Okay. Um, we we recorded in his in his kitchen, which is his garage, hmm. and he had this massive cooler that it wasn't a constant hum. It would always it would fluctuate in how loud it was. Gotcha. So like I was even able to get rid of that mostly with this. So. Huh. Oh yeah, um, I, I, you need to tell me. I'd love to. I'd love to know what the name of that program is. It's Audacity. Oh, it's, it's Audacity. Audacity. Yes. Oh, oh. Yes. We, we we have that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. It, so Audacity is mostly uh, PC based, though, right? I mean, I, I use a PC for my everyday stuff, but mostly for recording this, just because I got used to GarageBand, I've been using a Mac. But is there no Apple version of Audacity? Um, there might be. I've actually never really looked into that, to be completely honest. So what I would maybe say then is is pass through the audio once through that with this. Uh, I forget what the uh, thing is called. I can look it up. It's been so long since I've done this, but. Do one pass through that, and okay. then send it to your Mac. Okay, and I think you'd be pretty stoked on it. Oh, brilliant! No, you just then you got to do like low pass filters, high pass filters, and all this craziness with like um, I don't know if you've got into the whole rabbit hole of like um, the RX eight made by uh, Isotope or whatever. No, no, all I, that kind of stuff. You buy the plugins, and it costs like hundreds of dollars for these things, and it's yeah. I kind of at the very start, mostly because um, we were doing this as a laugh a little bit at the very beginning, I, I was I was trying to, which sounds super contradictory, I was trying to find the best free and or very cheap versions of doing it because uh, I don't think either one of us, me and AJ, were willing to uh, to put very much into it at the very start. I think now that's this this is the kind of stuff I'm I'm super stoked to hear about because 
I think it's worthwhile. But. Yeah, I mean, well, what, I mean, you guys sound great right now. Awesome. So is it is it because I know you did some in person, right? Like you did the one at the Esquimalt Market. That was one of the f- the few in persons. We really, really, really desperately wanted to do that too. I feel the exact same way as you do, uh, and same yeah. so does Remy. Uh, we we really want to get out there and see people face to face, clink your beer glass together, get all that kind of you know, that real emotion out of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, same thing as yourself. I mean, it, it's ultra challenging. Um, we we did a few of them. We did. Um, we did an on-site visit with Il Sauvage. Uh, that was really good too. Awesome. So basically, um, what we were doing then is at first, before we had other equipment, we basically just put a mic on either side of us. So Andrew and I were sharing one, and they were sharing yeah. one on their end, um, which was also challenging to edit. But yeah, that, that's the hard thing. Yeah, how do you get someone that's not used to like being aware of where the mic is, yeah. so they don't start trailing off to the side and yeah. then like their voice trails off? Yeah. Um, one thing I did in one of mine is I didn't tell the person they were they were playing with the the um, cable on the headset and it was banging the table and i could hear oh, it but i didn't right. think it would sound bad afterwards and it was like awful and i couldn't get rid of it yeah and and you did ask about the video i think mm. why i did choose to do video and it's just because like i used to listen to joe rogan when he was when he was on youtube so i would listen to the podcast learn a lot of stuff but I'd always have the video going, even though I didn't watch it. Mm-hmm. I liked the fact that if I wanted to look over and see the video, I, I could. Yeah. And that's that's solely the reason because I prefer video just to have the availability. Totally. That uh, I was I made sure there was video included. Awesome. Yeah. So, and I mean, some of the like, if you look at the one I did with Harvest Road with uh, Brennan and Jenny, like the backdrop behind them, over that over sort of looks where Harvest Road is. Like yeah. it's just so beautiful. Yeah. That right. I wanted to document the visual aspect as well, not just the audio. Because the video the video portion, even if you don't watch the whole thing, it still tells some kind of story. Yeah. Or like Spinnaker's when I was with Paul and Patty and we were in like the uh I didn't even know about that building that they had, but we're in the room, like the cellar room mm-hmm. down at the end with this massive door, and it was like an echo nightmare because it's all this <laughs> cement walls, which I found out afterwards. Right. They're <laughs> No, that was crazy. I didn't that one, but um, like being in that room was cool, and you can see some of it in the background. So mm-hmm. that was, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think it's smart that you got onto YouTube because I mean that's just yet another you know avenue for you to spread your craft. So you guys are recording all the video, like no, for all these things, none so far at all because it's it's been no. it's been this um, almost entirely, and the the challenge there, as I'm sure you can attest to, is that. Um, good portion of your guests aren't necessarily tech savvy so on their end uh, if they were recording their own audio files or uh, they're recording from a cell phone or whatever have you it's um it's challenging so uh, i didn't see a point early on and plus i mean the storage for that without a, a clear path to putting that out into the world um seemed fairly challenging as well too we really wanted to save that for when we got a chance to do those live interviews like one of our first live interview dreams that we thought about was going to Fieldhouse Brewery on the mainland because they have this phenomenal food and beverage kitchen setup that they do now. And it's in like a a beautiful outdoor space. And it just seemed like a no brainer to do those things on video then. Yeah, that would be so that that kind of speaks to me when you say outdoor space. Yeah. Like Harvest Road. Have you you guys been to Harvest Road? No, no, no. You know about it? Uh, No, you should educate us on that. I have heard a few things, but. Yeah. So it's out at Mitchell's farm. Mm -hmm. Um, Jenny and Brendan are the owners. They're 
they're uh, married and um jenny's one of the daughters of the mitchell family so that's why they have the location there it, it looks like a food truck but it's licensed as a building so it doesn't move but just like the way they have it set up now with all the the picnic tables outside because it's purely outside yeah they're only open when the weather's uh gets better so they just opened this past weekend for the year but okay. like all the beef comes off the farm um like the corn that they do is off the farm Everything is like you're eating in the fields where everything comes from. And like, it's, it's just, it's, it's awesome when you're eating that food, you look out, you see the fields and then you have like a tractor drive by like, (laughs) and and this is like, I don't know, 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever, North of Victoria. Like it's right, right there. Like it's right on Lockside. So a lot of people ride their bikes by. Oh, brilliant. Um, And uh, it's just like my favorite burger is there Mm -hmm. just because of the, the quality of the meat. It just, they have an unfair advantage in my opinion because it's like it's in-house <laughs> who can say that right yeah that farm to table um yeah this is this is farm <laughs> to your bit. tongue like like this is crazy <laughs> you can basically you're basically like eating the ground it's so fresh like you're eating the earth when you're there and it's so good and that's the thing with a lot of those things is they're 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 the food can be phenomenal but if you if you surround it with that kind of a a setting like it just makes it so much better like everything tastes better all of those 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 emotions come out you know again another reason why we're hoping to do some uh, some video but I, th- I think actually when you were saying about leaving sort of the technology part up to people that are maybe wouldn't be technologically savvy yeah that that is a variable that could potentially tank an experience right yeah, of course if it didn't go smooth of course so mm-hmm. I guess when I am doing it in person, I'm in control of making sure that that stuff is working. Mm-hmm. And I, I had it one time where I didn't realize totally that on an iPhone, because I record with my iPhones, that the thing is going to stop if it gets kind of close to being full. Right. Not if it fills up, but if it kind of oh. gets close. So I was doing an episode with Guillaume, who who uh, owns uh, Lapero, the cheese company. Okay. It's in with uh, House Sausage. Yeah. So we were doing it and it shut off and I happened to look at it very, I didn't lose too much video, but then it did it a second time. Cause I didn't know it was going to do this. So yeah, it's, it's even when you think, you know what you're doing, it's still going to surprise you sometimes. <laughs> Jeez. That, uh, that, uh, that stuff's heartbreaking when you lose, when you lose a good conversation. <laughs> yeah. That one, I think we actually had to restart. We had to do the first 15 minutes again mm. or one of them. I didn't hit start hitting record on one of the feeds. So I, th- I think I may have totally messed with him on accident. I think the video stopped twice and I didn't record at the start or something. <laughs> so he was a good sport about it. Guillaume's awesome. But uh, yeah, that episode was cool. I didn't, know any- I didn't know anything about cheese before. It's just when you talk to new people, everyone brings their own life of experience, like mm-hmm. how many years that they have. And they, they, they can just tell you some cool stuff. Yeah, that's that's honestly been one of the most beautiful things is all the different perspectives that we've we've heard in the last year and and the funny stories, but also the struggles and and the little nuggets of of information that you've you've never heard from anybody else before. That that yeah, it makes it very much worthwhile. Do you guys have a number one thing that stands out to you about what you just talked about, like like struggles or or things that something that whatever whatever this means, one thing that pops into your head first from the past year. What would you say it is? Uh, I mean, I think it's just the it, the passion that everybody has. Like, so when you're just saying like, oh, you like you didn't know anything about cheese, then you're you're learning about that. But you know, I, I think for me, anyways, from everything from everyone that we've spoken with, you're learning about their crafts. But you're not. It's not as if you're just reading a book about it. You're learning it from their passion, hmm. right? And so 
I, I think it just, it, you know, it sticks in your head a lot more. And then, but you also kind of like, you're feeding off of their energy too. So now like, like, okay, I didn't know anything about this, but now I'm passionate too. You know, I, and uh, I think that's, that's, for me, that's the thing that's like really resonated with interviewing a whole bunch. So after you, like, after you finish talking about a subject, you now want to go and like, let's go down that rabbit hole. I'm not sleeping tonight. Oh, we're just going to look up everything we can. Totally. I mean, if we were in the same room, which we have been before at the end of some of these podcasts that have been super inspiring. I mean, once, once you hit that stop record button and the guest leaves, I mean, there's been high fives. There's been like, well, you know, in your, in your, in your, in your gut that that was a great conversation and you got jazzed, you know, like, yeah, that's happened for me. Actually, you guys had Andrew on last week. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, his when I talked to him, that was one of the ones where when we finished, I was like, that was fucking awesome. Us too. Like he's so good. The guy Andrew's is amazing. Pro man. Andrew's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other one for me that stands out is Sean, Sean Sewell. Oh, like he's been on my like, radar for a while. Dude, I, I just I, I I let him go. Like I just I I first off, he does so much yeah. that I don't know how you try and cover it all. Yeah. And I, I felt totally unprepared. We went for three hours. And at the end of it, we st- like when we hit stop and he was just like, this is what I've been waiting for. This conversation is like, <laughs> he's been interviewed so many times. Yeah. And that was like what he was waiting for. So it, it's funny. That's some of those so conversations good. after you hit stop recording, yeah. at least I've had with the, the people I've talked to, I'm like, fuck, I wish I had this last extra 10 minutes of stuff because that was great. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Because I think, well, I, I think that there is some aspect of it where people do feel a little bit more loose when there's no mic in front of their face. Yeah. Which I get and I understand, but uh, if you don't do it all the time, it is it can be kind of like a overwhelming or or something you're aware of mm-hmm. completely. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, I do this. I've done this so much that it's just like whatever. Yeah, I am who I am. Here I am. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that thing is a, a thing we noticed too, and speaks to what you're saying. You know, there is that that nervous bit, but also the thing is, is that and which is like what we're giving, uh, you know, everybody a platform to you know yeah tell us about them and whatever but also you know sell their business right but you know there's that sense of like well you know i'm representing my business yeah. so i can't really get into the crazy stuff yeah but then, of course they, then, then it's done it's like you know then they become sailors yeah. with their foul mouths which is the part that i really like yeah um <laughs> which is like the part where we're like oh man that would have been good in the end yeah the episode, yeah that's right? what you would love to have yeah but i mean the coolest part about doing this so i would imagine is that you guys get to have those experiences mm-hmm. like there's been so much in the past um actually i'm just looking at the date it's been six years or no five years now since the account started Wow. Actually, we just passed the anniversary. Wow. So when I think about the different experiences that I've been able to sort of partake in, like when you, when you, when you're stoked on something, you're passionate about it and you just go after it. Mm-hmm. Like for me, the podcast, I, I assumed five people were going to listen or maybe nobody. Totally. I, my, mm-hmm. One of my buddies is like, why are you doing this? It's a waste of time. No one's going to listen. And I was just basically in my head. I'm like, fuck you. I, I <laughs> I'm stoked on this. I'm going to do it for me, right? Yeah, I was going to say so that. What that, a cool way to spend an evening, right? That was a, yeah. a dickish comment. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you doing well, this? <laughs> well, he, 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 I don't know. No, no, no. I, I love him. Yeah, but, yeah. but uh, yeah, I know. But then through doing this, I've had a lot of cool experiences just based on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, Completely. never mind the Instagram account and, and just really trying to spread the word as much as I can for all the awesome people in the city that are pouring their hearts into their businesses. Completely. Like, it, 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 it shreds me when I see like a negative review of a spot and I've been Mm -hmm. around owners when somebody leaves a one-star review and like they're on the verge of tears because it was just, 
I don't know. To me, it seemed like the person that left it was just really, there was no productive stuff going to come from that. No, it, no, it no. wasn't relevant of the business or it didn't represent the business properly. And, um, so there's, there's I don't do anything negative. It's yeah. only positive stuff and just try and spread the love. Like there, there are places that I've had bad experiences with and I usually get, try to give them like a second time, a third time. But then there are some places that just, you know, unfortunately I won't necessarily showcase, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell anyone about that. Yeah. Cause right. what good comes of that? No, of course. Um, no. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. Like I, I love what you guys are doing here again, because you're, you're spreading, you're, you're letting people show who they are. Mm-hmm. Cause like how many people when a decent risotto is at the Squamalt market or at the Squamalt lagoon, nobody gets a chance to go up and talk to Andrew for an hour and a half. Like you, you see him no. in the truck and he's busy working. Yeah. But who who actually gets to see who Andrew is? Yeah, and he's such mm-hmm. an awesome guy that that like, um, that's why I think it's super important that like you guys are doing this. Well, and and thank you. I, I honestly, I'm I'm not trying to exchange compliments, but that's 100 percent why Remy and I were so excited to talk to you today. Because honestly, in in our minds, that's something that you've you've kind of paved the way for. Uh, I I completely agree. I think that those negative reviews especially because I work in the industry are they're so detrimental uh, restaurant people as we've been saying for the past year uh, th- th- we're not doing this to make millions uh, we're doing this to share passion and love just hundreds of thousands just, yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that happened 999,000 yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 I mean millions is crazy <laughs> yeah but but we'll just leave that one dollar yeah yeah but tr- truthfully I mean that 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 is the goal is to to get people to be able to either tell their side of the story or I mean, since since my early days in kitchens prior to even podcasts becoming a thing I've always said that if you put a microphone hanging from the ceiling in the middle of a kitchen you're going to get some of the most offside but hilarious and ridiculous and it, it maybe sometimes insightful comments or or moments caught on on, on audio like it, Remy makes fun of me that every time I start a podcast I'm itching to press record I'm itching and it's always just cuz I don't want to I don't want to miss any of the good shit cuz all of that comes as like as the comfort before the mic gets turned on <laughs> Yeah 100% yeah. and like uh, I I got to say too that you guys Made me feel feel welcome, like right out of the gate. Oh, like I've wonderful. never talked to either of you before. Yeah, and yeah. like this has been like I've, it's like I've known you guys for ten years. Oh, you know what I mean? That's that's a hundred percent the goal. Oh, that 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 honestly is the best Which, compliment you could have given us. That's great to yeah, try that's awesome. and to try and um, like lead a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not easy. It's it's extremely difficult, especially if you have someone that isn't necessarily forthcoming with like information, mm-hmm. and you kind of have to extract it a little bit. There's like that, that's actually really difficult, yeah. but to, to lead a focused conversation. Um, but I feel like you guys here, you're just having like a legit conversation about anything. Awesome. Like yeah. there's, yeah. there's yeah. no, do you guys prep like questions? We do. I mean, actually. we do so much research <laughs> on everything. No, no, probably not as much as you'd think. <laughs> I, okay. No, but I think, I think this is like, and actually it's funny cause I was, I was, um, when I was doing research on you, you know, there's some videos and some interviews and I was, I started watching one. And I was like, no, you know what? I don't, I don't want to hear the answers to potentially questions I would ask you, you know, in, in a different video. I want to have a genuine reaction I love that. to, to what you're going to say. So I, I like, I totally stopped right there. So that, yeah. So I think to answer your question, yeah, we don't do 
that much. Yeah. Um, what Remy's trying to say have... is that I'm the over prepper and uh, I sometimes do yeah. way too much research and I try to, I have my list of questions next to me that I'll occasionally glance over to. And Remy's constantly trying to remind me, he's like, man, it's not always linear. You got to ask, you know, like, like just, just take it easy. We'll see what happens. But I guess in my defense, the reason why I do it is not all conversations are as seamless as this one is. Do you know what I mean? Like, just like you oh, said, there could be some difficult times. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. I mean, how many people in the industry have just had a bad day and they're tired and they committed to this thing and they're kind of like, you know, sure, let's do this, but I'm not really into it. And until you, you, you maybe hopefully meet us and then it becomes more comfortable, but that's it, right? Like that's why I, I on my end, I sometimes over prep. <laughs> so do you guys do you guys know a lot of the people that you have on like previously or do you reach out like cold uh cold call type of deal and sort of be like hey got a podcast would you like to come on and talk like how many have you done where you've actually like known the people really well versus not known them i i can i can say on on my end since, since we started i'd say it's about mm, 60 40 people that we know 60 being people we know, or I've, I, at least myself, when we started with Andrew, we've interacted with because we've been in this industry for so long. Um, a lot of those guests are, are friends or have been uh, friends of a friend or somebody that we had um, business dealings with throughout the industry. Um, but a lot of people, and some of the most nerve-wracking but exciting ones are the ones that, I mean, Chef Charlotte Langley, I mean, there's, there's no way we knew her. Uh, Robert Belcham, he was just completely and totally a, a gentleman for taking a chance on us and wanting to chat with us. He's so he especially I shouldn't say then because even now he's still completely out of our league. Um, so <laughs> that kind of stuff, you know, like. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a it's been a bit of a split that way. Yeah, I find it it's just being good at having a conversation mm -hmm. almost feels like in in 2021 that that's a bit of an it is a bit of an art form to me because there. Some of the, the, you know, when everyone's down on their phone and people aren't really talking to each other, I feel like there is some stuff that's sort of been lost um, potentially over time. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, it is a skill, I think, mm -hmm. like with what you guys are doing. Um, I kind of wish sometimes that I did have someone else doing it with me. Yeah. So it wasn't just me trying to do this, this thing that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, Mike was good about that, like on the radio. Cause he would just, I would blank out at some moment and then he would just sh shoot out with this crazy thing that he would say. Yeah. And I, in my head, I'm like, Oh, thank God he's here. Yeah. Cause like that was hilarious. I would have never come up with that. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Completely. But, uh, I couldn't agree I, more. Honestly, that if I didn't have Remy as that backup, I don't, I don't think I'd, I'd, I'd feel the exact same way as you. It's, it's extra hard to do it on your own. It can if be. I wouldn't have fronts, we'd be completely unprepared. <laughs> You and know, I wouldn't even I, know who is who. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish that uh, that I didn't have to prep before I did them. Mm -hmm. But like I have a, I make a whole list of notes mm -hmm. or, or questions that I think will go in sort of the order it should go in. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking to somebody, I mean, they're gonna they'll they'll mention something that's like five down, and I'm trying to like keep track. So this is actually really difficult. I'm doing that right now, yeah. dude. That was gonna be my question. How do you prep for? An interview. Yeah. Really? Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. That was question number, I don't know. Okay. So like, Ten. like, yeah, prepping. So like Sean, I just scoured all of his social media, try to see everything that he has a hand in. Mm -hmm. Spinnakers. What are the 5 million things that Spinnakers is doing? Like, because um, there's so many of them. So I just made a list. I'm getting a little bit more loose as time goes on. Mm -hmm. I'm just like writing a word. Yeah. So like Spinnakers, you might put like 
like uh, uh, mineral water or soda. Right. And they can just sort of touch on all those things. Um, my ego wants to be able to just be like, I can just go into something and wing it. Totally. But I, I know very well that that would be a recipe for disaster. And there's no way in hell I'm going to do that. So I, I have my things. But it becomes very difficult when you're talking to someone that you have to listen to what they're saying. But I also have to be aware of what I've done on my, my notes. Completely. So I'm like... I'm trying to do both things at the same time and it actually is challenging sometimes. Completely. So they're not like just chatting with the top of your head as you're just like looking down your page and reading and listening at the same time. I think time. I just yeah. stare at them blankly, even though it looks like I'm looking at them, but I'm really thinking about the page. Yeah. Totally. So I don't quite do the, the, the I don't quite do the look down. But it, but I basically am without showing it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's honestly I'm I'm nervous about I'm excited. But I'm pretty nervous about whenever we do live, uh, like YouTube tapings, because here, if I, if I stumble and if I mumble through a whole bunch of like the most asinine question you could possibly hope to ask anybody, you know, we'll get a laugh. And if it's if it's not really laugh worthy, I'll I'll cut it out. But that feeling of doing that face to face is a little intimidating because if I if I'm not prepared and I and I stumble like that, whew, anxiety. Well, then, My plan is to get pretty much every guest half yeah. cut before yeah. we start recording. Yeah. Yeah. So that way we don't seem yeah. as if we don't know what we're You're talking gonna about. You're going to roofie them. Amazing. <laughs> you guys are doing amazing. And I would say that um, with that, like when you're in person, especially if you have two cameras, mm. it makes it easy to edit because like you cut back and forth, right? Okay. So I have two feeds. Like if I need to edit something out, which doesn't happen very often, I, I try not to do it. But there is the occasional time where um, like somebody might have to take a piss or something. So rather than keep that in, I edit it out. Right. But if you're watching the thing, you would have no idea that that was, that happened, but it's, it's the, it's the, the luxury of having two feeds. Yeah. So you can like cut to the other person, but then do the audio a certain way. And it's actually not that bad. Like it, it comes out seamless. Okay. You would never know. Um, this is so, great to hear because I've been wondering about that. I, I no, you know it's, what? it's totally fine. Didn't even think about two cameras. That changes a lot of things in my head. That really does. One camera would be much more difficult because yeah. now you can see if there's like a jump in the video. Two cameras? Fuck, there's, you don't have any idea. Oh, I like your idea about using phones. What a great idea. Yeah. Well, like I, I've got the the, uh, the the Pro Max, the new one, the iPhone, mm-hmm. and then I've got an XR. And I mean, both of them shoot amazing video. Awesome. Okay. The only thing to be aware with video though is when you record audio, I find that for some reason on the iPhone, do you guys have iPhones or Android? Android. iPhone. Okay. So (laughs) on the iPhone. First challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, round one, fight. (laughs) So um, the iPhone, it does it at a weird bit rate. So the audio doesn't actually sync with the video over time. They fall out of sync. Mm. So every 10 or 15 minutes, I have to rejig the audio and like cut it and move it over slightly so it resyncs. So it's in 15 minute chunks that I just have to. Before I do anything, I quickly do that. It doesn't take very long. Right. And I sort of sync the audio loosely back up through the whole video. Huh. Um, Otherwise, it sounds like, uh, well, like the, a belly dub movie. Yeah. Like, you, <laughs> like you'll you'll be saying something and then your the video will show it like five seconds later. Gotcha. Right. By the end of the conversation, it'll be a good three seconds out. Hmm. Um, hmm. So that's just one thing that I've noticed with video. And I only have uh, iPhone. So I don't know if it's different on Android. Interesting. Okay. Cool. This is okay. this is this know. is fantastic. I've already been making notes about it. I mean, I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, actually, that was going to be one of my next questions. Is do you have any tips for us for doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I, I think that 
We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Well, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> that, that, I think this that's the beautiful thing about this, though, is that like the the way you like you guys are using this um, Zencaster mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this. Okay, like you guys are coming at it from your own authentic perspective with the research you've done, the things you've come up with. You've weighed the pros and cons of am I going to buy this? Am I going to do it this way? You're bringing your own feel to it. So, I mean, for sure, I'd love to talk to you guys and tell you more specifics, but. I think that coming at it from the place that makes sense for you guys, like that's the way to do it. Okay. Um, in my opinion. And I, th- I think you're doing a great job. So really appreciate um, that. Thanks a lot, Dallas. That's awesome. That's, Thank you. That's good reinforcement. You can spend a million dollars though on this stuff. And yeah. No, nobody should do that. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I've, I've gone partially down that rabbit hole and I did, uh, I did some obsessive research as well too. And that's where I kind of, yeah. I kind of fell short on the, uh, the massive amounts that you could be spending on this. Yeah, if you guys already have phones, like my question with that would be iPhone, Android, how do the videos play together? Mm-hmm. Like how do those bit rates, do they actually sync up? Right. Um, if you were going to each record on one of your phones type deal. Right. Or do you have an old phone that you could record on uh, and keep it both in the same ecosystem maybe? Remy, when's your contract up? <laughs> actually, speak, I, I need to upgrade my phone. You know really? what? Hilar- hilariously so enough. Maybe I'll use, because I'm actually, I'm using uh, my phone as my webcam. So, oh. I mean, I don't know what it looks like for you guys. Looks it beautiful. Looks, yeah, it looks yeah, looks great. Okay, there we go. <laughs> beautiful. Maybe maybe I'll use that. Hilariously enough, I I'm I'm due for an upgrade as well too, so we can fight to the death to see <sighs> who's going together. Android and who's going Apple. <laughs> do you do you guys take photos of your food? No, not particularly. Um my lovely, beautiful wife takes pictures of dinners I make for her. And because uh, working with Prima Strata, I see a lot of beautifully round, uh, circular, oven-baked items that uh, are sometimes different, but, um, you know. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't really get into it. I, I did a couple, but it's funny because the only one I send it to is Franz. I don't send it to anybody else because I don't know if any of my friends would actually give a shit. They'd be like, cool, you've fed yourself. Good for you. <laughs> so but maybe that's what I could do. I could just send Franz pictures of uh, my food. Actually, I, I, I did a uh, pasta tonight, and I was thinking about doing it, uh, but I was starving, so I just ate it instead. <laughs> you could have done the aftermath photo. Yeah, you totally could have. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like this, this is my after meal photo. Yeah. <laughs> nice little bit of pasta sauce sitting there. You know, yeah. this was... Uh, bolognese or something yeah. i don't know a noodle right. a noodle stuck in your beard and perfect <laughs> <laughs> it was funny i was at when i was at hanks and i had the uh uh some of the pasta recently and they're like yeah we we, we put 20 egg yolks in each, yeah. each dish and i was like whoa <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was so good I, I i thought that was hilarious yeah what have i been seeing all over their instagram lately is isn't it their alfredo pizza no oh, the, oh, pizza the fettuccine too. alfredo but they're al- the fettuccine alfredo is like Oh my god! I, that that melts in your mouth. You look at the comments underneath their fettuccine Alfredo photos on Instagram, and it's like everybody's saying the exact same thing you just said. Everybody's losing their mind about this. So the thing about their food, I would say, is is eat it there. Like especially, it's easier now because they have a, pat, a patio actually. Yes, in the, so so in the courtyard. In the oh courtyard. really? Yeah. So this oh, this shit. weekend, uh, nowhere is going to be doing brunch in the courtyard. Oh, awesome. Which uh, the reservations are up there right now, right. but. Um, yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I've I've eaten there probably I think three times in the past six weeks. Hmm. But I, I just get them to bring the food out to me, and I sit at the, like the outside La Fiesta on the table there, and they just we do like we were doing like a a makeshift patio, one table patio, 
<laughs> that I would just sort of hop around between different tables when I was there every time. Oh, I love and it. I, I was I was having that experience, which to me is like that that that's Hanks right there. Yeah, totally. Just yeah. kind of you just kind of fly by the seat of your pants, and it's like who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, oh, um, that's that's brilliant. <laughs> the the yeah the pizza's amazing there though, and and the fettuccine Alfredo, and one of the honestly one of the best dining experiences experiences I've had in the past like several months was it was unfortunate for them that it was slow in Hanks that night, but I went in, it was just me, Clark and, and, uh, Rylan. It was the three of us in the place. There was nobody else. Wow. So I just got to sit there, chat to them and eat like insanely good food. And it was just that, that I, I was so happy being there. Again, I was fanboying when I was there. No, but that's the dream dining yeah. experience. I mean, I don't know how many countless numbers of my chef friends, that's the dream. If you could go to your favorite restaurant and just sit down and shoot the shit with the owners or the chef, like that's, that's the way it should be. Yeah. 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 And it's when I was in Japan uh, last year, like you could really see that in Japan with the little spots that like you can't really fit basically anyone in these spots. Mm-hmm. So inherently there's going to be nights where it would just be the chef and like one person there's there's these all these tiny tiny restaurants just everywhere or bars bars was a big one like the first night we got there we went upstairs and there was a bar that was literally the size of the room with Mm. five uh like stools around it and there was the bartender there was uh three japanese gentlemen and then there was us two and it was just like it was really cool being there and seeing that because you could sort of develop your whole your own ecosystem or, or environment in this place because you would get you would attract certain clientele mm. right and and seeing seeing that was really really cool hmm. but over there for sure like i really res i really thought about that when i was there that you could have these you could really curate kind of uh an environment that that would resonate with you and have these kind of experiences more often than you could here whereas here that like that never happens yeah no it and, really and i don't want it to happen because i want the places to be busy right right so yeah. I, there is that. So I'm like, secretly, there is that. Yeah, I'm like, if 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 it had to be slow at Hanks tonight, like, thank God it was me that was here. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> I got to experience right. this. If this had to happen, yeah, I'd never let it happen again. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, for them, if it would be like somebody who just like didn't really care about the food, they just wanted a meal. You know, it would just been such a wasted opportunity to just hang out with a chef mm-hmm. and oh, you know, somebody with any that, of yeah. them and chit chat and be like, oh, I'm just, I'm just here to you know, look at my phone and eat. Luckily, I think, food. I think Hanks would people that go to Hanks, I think in general, appreciate food. Mm-hmm. That would be True. my, my feeling. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but I know what you're saying though, for sure. Yeah. Like, I think it would actually be funny if I, if I was a chef and I had a place like that and somebody came in that didn't know what, what Hanks was or whatever my place was. And then you just hit them totally out of left field with this stuff. <laughs> that, would, that could also yeah. be a fun experience. It totally would. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, we can't tell you how much your support means to us. If we've managed to put a smile on your face during your daily commute, provoked a laugh or two while counting inventory, or even a calm place to hide in the eye of the storm, please consider becoming a monthly supporter. Right now, go to patreon.com forward slash in the weeds podcast. Thank you so much. Back to the program. Um, do you cook? Or do you have things that you enjoy making at home or? You know what? When I, when I make food, which doesn't happen as often as I should. So like my diet is in general, not that great. And I, I do need to work on changing that, but, um, I, I, I make gluten-free stuff hmm. inadvertently. I don't know why, but that's just sort of what I gravitate towards. Hmm. Like I'll, I'll, um, I was meal prepping tonight for the week for lunches, which I haven't done in, in 
three weeks or something. But it's just like it's meat, quinoa, peppers, uh, maybe some onion, uh, radishes. Just chop all that stuff up. I mean, cook the meat, obviously, but mm-hmm. everything else and the quinoa. Everything else is raw. Mm-hmm. It's portioned out into like one pound packet things. And then it's reheat them as I need them. Yeah. So I'll do that or I'll do like sweet potatoes roasted with veggies. Yeah. And then I'll just dump a whole bunch of yeshi dressing on them. I don't know if you guys have had yeshi. You know what's funny? I tried yeshi yesterday for the first time and I'm a complete and total convert. That shit is the most delicious dressing I've ever had, I think, in my life. I had, which, which one did you have? I had, um, I think, the sesame one and okay. I had the smoky um, yes. chipotle. The smoky chipotle. That's the move. That was They're all amazing. Bananas. But the, the, dude, my, what I do is I just order a case from them at a time because you buy it from them directly support them yeah. directly shout out to yes you get it from mill bay that's correct um you you get a cheaper price too if you just buy a case so cool i know i'm going through 12 bottles of this stuff oh, like one <laughs> bottle lasts me like four meals so like it's good for forever so just buy a bunch of it you're going to use it remy get in there you, you i mean that 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 i i instantly when i tasted that smoky chipotle i was i was thinking of like of me? Well, first of all, you, because you're pretty smoky Chipotle too. <laughs> no, I was thinking about like at least a half dozen things I would put that on, including my toothbrush. Like it was, it, oh, yeah. it was delicious. Yeah, all right. It was very right. good. There's been more than one instance where I've just drank it from the bottle. Yeah. It's super that's, good. That's mandatory. If you don't do that, there's something wrong with yeah, you. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Damn, I'm missing out yeah. here. Yeah, she is. I, I haven't tried their Caesar dressing yet, but I, I've tried the other three. Okay. And yeah, the smoky is, is my move. Yeah. Cool. It's so good. Yeah, that stuff it's is so, good. So good. It kicks everything up. Like, oh, at least I could imagine having just tried a little bit of it yesterday. That sauce. And then the other sauce that really um, resonate, resonated with me is the uh, the tomb, the garlic sauce that Mo would make at Wrap and Roll when Wrap and Roll was open. You know what? Um, I never got a chance. I heard amazing things about Wrap and Roll, and I never that, got a chance. My favorite spot in the city. Hmm, really? That... that that location, and so Mike and I were driving after a CFAC segment, or, or actually, no, we, we had just done a radio, or sorry, we had done a prep interview for a radio segment. Mm-hmm. So we, we went into a place, interviewed somebody, talked to them, both full, and we're driving past rap, and we're like, shit, we got, we need the next place for the next interview. Mm-hmm. So we just, we were on Google, and we're like, let's go to good rating. So we stopped in just to sort of be like, hey, can we chat to you guys? We want to do a feature on the radio. And like, it just instantly, Mo was like, no, you guys are trying some of the food. But meanwhile, Mike and I were like stuffed. We couldn't eat anything. (laughs) (laughs) We we had to, we did. But um, no, the the family that owns Wrap and Roll, um, they've like getting to know them has changed my life in a very positive manner. Wow. We're to the point now where I I sort of am part of their family, like legit. Um, I would spend like before COVID, I would spend whole evenings there, like four hours, just hang out. Wow. All right. They do so much cool stuff just for so many families in the city. Like Mo will go over to Vancouver and, and pick up uh, uh, wraps like pita breads. Mm-hmm. He'll come back. He gets them way cheaper here than, or way cheaper there than you get them here. He'll just text families and they'll come and pick them up. Um, like other families from maybe like Lebanon or Syria or wherever. And they'll, they'll come and grab this for their family and it'll, like, it'll feed their family for the week. Yeah. So he's like a central hub. So the fact that they had to close down was was like really heartbreaking. But I'm hopeful they'll be open again in the next, hopefully like three or four months or something. Because they just go in there and seeing like um, Ayad and them sitting playing backgammon out the front. Or or it's called Tauli. 
So they did like sitting outside at the front of the place playing, playing that. And then there's people hanging out and this the sense of community there is unreal. So it's really, the city's missing that. And I, I, I'm hopeful they'll reopen. That's uh, yeah. I, I, I love, I love hearing that from you. I think like that's, you know, one thing that made it very clear when I was watching some of your videos and listening to, you know, some of your interviews, it's, I think it's awesome that you get to really know, like, you know, the yeah. people in town and just how you're describing that. I mean, I think it's, it's amazing. It's not just like, Hey, yeah, then we're just, you know, this place where they've got some good food, but like, I, I don't know. I, I love, I love hearing the, the passion that you have for the people there. And I think that's very obvious and you know why i think you're very successful i don't know i don't know man i, I just no, I, 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 love, I, I love what you just said i love yeah. it. I appreciate that thank you and, and it's and sorry to interrupt but i was thinking the same thing right when you said it remy honestly for somebody who only spent a short period of time in the industry as a dishwasher at an early age somebody who speaks with this kind of passion and support for our food and beverage scene it, it, it's 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 kind of breathtaking honestly because i did not I did not expect that from somebody. That's why I asked earlier if you'd been in the industry because it it it's so infrequent that we talk to people who are in, embedded in some way career-wise with with this 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 crazy world of food. Um so it, again like Remy said it, it's 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 pretty awesome. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And maybe maybe my lack of sort of being in the uh the hospitality and food scene in general Maybe I'm bringing a different way of looking at things, totally. like a, a different perspective. Yeah. But I just know that when I when I when I meet people and and I really like I'm a, I'm a very big introvert, mm-hmm. like like massive. Um, oh wow, really? Which a lot of people don't really think I am, but I, for sure, like I need I need time away from people. I got to recharge. Mm-hmm. But right. one thing I really have been resonating on in life is just these five years of like meeting people that own restaurants and doing what they love and their passion, like meeting these people and just having meaningful conversations and, and meaningful um, relationships with people, a situation where you might talk to someone and you leave feeling better than when you came into the thing. Like all of that is, is really what drives me. And I get so much of that from everyone that I meet. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it, it's, it's really powerful. And, and when you, reap that kind of sort of almost like a benefit or reward from it. Like I feel I do. It's, it's hard not to sort of go, go back with it at the same, come back at it with the same amount, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess. Well, no, your, yeah. your, your, your passion since we very first started talking to you today has been, it's, it's been fantastic. Um, so yeah, no, that's, that's really beautiful, man. Thank you. It's thank you. It's, it's something, especially, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Remy, but it, <laughs> Dan Dan Bain said it in a funny way, but I know what he meant by it. It's uh, the food and beverage industry and restaurants are a messed up relationship that you just can't quit. And it's not always <laughs> the the negative parts about it that you're feeding off of. More often than not, it's these kind of things that you're saying, the beautiful parts, the parts where you, you learn from people, you get inspired by people, and, and it keeps you going. And it, it makes it one of those things that you kind of you dedicate your life to it some way or another. So yeah, no, that's, that's really amazing. Well, I mean, being at rap and roll and, and thank you again, but being at rap and roll and seeing the amount of work that they do to keep that place running, yeah. like just, and knowing that like, when you look at restaurants around the city, yeah. everyone is invested in that same level at all of these places. Mm-hmm. So actually seeing it in person and knowing that they're, they're not getting days off. They, they get one day off technically, but they're at the restaurant working. Yeah. Knowing that that's going on just everywhere, 
I don't know. It's it's hard not to really disrespect and and want to come at it with a with like some energy and really show it the respect that it deserves. One of the reasons I would never do anything negative is I don't want to shit on anybody's livelihood. Yeah. Right. Because this is this legitimately is people's livelihoods. Yeah. So when Mike and I did things where we we did some segment on on TV or the radio and it and it really boosted or an article that I've done with Victoria Buzz and really put a light on somebody and it boosts them up. Like the way I look at that is you're now uh, positively impacting a human being in like a family mm-hmm. at the, at the root of it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Completely. And like what, what's, what's better than that in the world? Yeah. Like nothing. You're helping yeah. another human being. I mean, like, 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 come on, you know? So that's the fundamental of it all for me is that that's super important too. You, you asked, uh, us earlier um, about one one of the, the the biggest things that we noticed in the past year doing this podcast that hits home on one of the things that I noticed is that I think there's a, a generalized feeling out there amongst restaurant people where there's a little bit less of that individual fight for yourself mentality going on. I think a lot more people are a lot more aware of the need to help each other out, the need to to be part of a of a big food related family, or to at least be aware of everybody else's struggles. You're not the only one having a tough time, um, and I think that's that's been one of the common threads that I've noticed in the past year. Definitely, that's really cool. Yeah, it, it is because I and, I, and it, it seems to me really that in Victoria, a lot of people know each other, like in in hospitality, totally. totally. And, and when you look at like the Facebook group that, that Mo runs, mm-hmm. like it's just, there, there is such a tight knit community here. It's really cool that, that it is like that. If I mention somebody's name, when I'm talking to somebody, chances are they probably know who that person is, you know, <laughs> totally. So yeah, like, yeah. I don't have to explain, Oh, the, Andrew is this guy. It's like, you guys already know him. Yeah. Like he, Andrew's awesome. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it makes it easy. It's nice that way. Yeah. Yeah. No. How many episodes have you guys done now? Oh shit. Uh, that's a very good question. <sighs> yeah. How many episodes did we have in the first season? Um, so how do you break the seasons down well how do you decide on like a season it's whenever whatever the fuck we want really uh yeah we we started we decided to take a break at christmas yeah we started in march of last year um and we went till pretty much midway through december uh and then we did our little drunken season wrap-up where the three of us just did a, a a christmas special uh, that was, uh, Re- Remy, Remy had started, uh, a, a month or two before that with us. And he, he instantly was the puzzle piece that we were missing. No, seriously. I, it, it really was. I mean, the, the ideas that you had and the other things that you pointed out to us, that season wrap up was a lot of fun. So did you guys start, if you started in March, mm-hmm. was it, was it after the pandemic started or did you start like the week before? We started, uh, basically the week after. Um, oh. there was a shit ton of panic, maybe two weeks after as there is with everything that was going on during that time. And I had been an obsessive podcast listener, just most annoying person to be around for my friends because I was like, did you listen to this podcast? Have you heard this episode? I have just a total pain in the ass. Right. Uh, but I love the medium. I think the medium is, is, is insanely powerful. I think it's beautiful. I think, I think it, on the most base level, I listen to podcasts where I can turn off my brain and just listen to, to comedians, uh, making poop and dick jokes. And even, even that just is something that, 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 you know, you can, you can unplug You're you're driving to that. You're, you're counting inventory to that, those kind of things. 
Um, so, so I finally got Andrew to uh, agree to humor me, and we yeah we opened up the podcast a week or two after all of this, and that was our our, our focus kind of shifted throughout the year, and then around the time that Remy joined us, which I think was I think could have been in November or October. Yeah, I think like I, I the first few episodes I was kind of like like the behind the scenes kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So the first actually the first episode was episode one of of riot brewery right and i just saw they was just like hang out <laughs> listen to that story and i don't know if you've listened to that to that episode what an episode to start. Uh, dallas man it's fucking crazy and we still we still need to finish yeah, it i know because we've only gotten like halfway through their story mm-hmm. you know i was like oh cool I'll, I'll just sit in with these guys and kind of see what this is all about and just uh listen to those guys tell their story i was like i'm hooked all right this is cool i'm you know i'm i never really listened to podcasts this is like, this is like my first thing into podcasts is being in a podcast, which I thought meaning was kind of you were ignoring all my recommendations. That's that's what yeah, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> um, so, which ones do you listen to then? Like, how many um, do you listen to a lot? So, I, I've trimmed it down a lot, um, mostly just because work takes up too much of my time, and honestly, a lot of my free time is been editing and managing the podcast with Remy and also happily enough renovating the family home in Shawnigan Lake where my wife and I are hoping to move by September October so uh, that's awesome. that's been eating up every spare moment uh, we I basically go up there on my days off with somebody who knows what they're doing and I pass them tools and uh, boards and stuff and that's how it works uh, that's cool <laughs> but um, I went to the lake house up there recently I've been dying to go because a couple I, months ago I grew up out there, something. and that place has gone through so many different iterations over the years. So I've been wanting to go up there. Um, but I was impressed with the food. Cool. Although when we were there, I, I did. This was the one thing time that I knocked a drink all over my girlfriend. <laughs> I was trying to take a photo, and I actually just winked the water completely all over. Her. And everyone that was in the restaurant, like like, turns around and looks over, and it was. Like the most embarrassing thing ever for us. So I felt horrible. And I didn't even Did get to take f- a picture of it. What's that? <laughs> Did you take a picture of it? No, but no, <laughs> but look, so, but no, so Sorry, I, I'm, oh, no, I'm just picturing like you with the phone in your hand and you knock over the thing and you're like, you're like, I wish okay, there was a photo of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Click that reaction phase. But, but I, I, I didn't even finish getting the photo I needed. So I kept, I had to keep going and it was just, it wasn't good. <laughs> but the food was amazing. That was my. That was on me, though. That that spill. That was horrible. I felt so bad. <laughs> and and being somebody who, for the most part, um, just due to kitchens, I grew a personality. I, I used to be a, an extreme introvert as well, too. Um, that 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 attention. That's not that's not fun attention when you do something like that. And then everybody's looking. You're kind of like, oh crap. Luckily, I had I had my back to everybody. Okay, good. I was, we were in the corner. So I didn't actually see anything. I just knew I could feel like burning. You could feel the heat. The eyes were burning. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, from behind. Um, and to, uh, not that it matters, but you asked about episodes. We did uh, thirty-two last year, and so far you're going to be number fourteen for this year. Love it. Yeah. yeah, love it. And you guys just basically every week just get it done. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Remy and I are trying really hard. I don't. I I know neither one of us likes missing a week. We really want to get one out every single week. We've had a few challenges. That's super important. Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, we've had a few challenges here and there. I mean, we missed for the first time this this year. Uh, we missed last week. I think it was. Well, not last week, as in I think it was, it was two. Did we miss two weeks? I think we missed. Two we weeks. missed two weeks, but we did have one in the bank. We were hoping to have uh, at, at go through the year with two oh. or three episodes in the bank just for those yeah. occasions. Um, yep. but 
and we like burn them right off. The yeah, bank. that's important to have something in the bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've. I know. Yeah. I like. I got six week or six months straight done. Oh, that's. And then just the, the restrictions hit, and I'm like, well, I, I can't do this in person anymore. Yeah. So I just, I had to, I had to let it go at that point. Yeah. But when it restarts, I mean, it'll it'll pick back up. Oh, I so hope whenever it you, everything lightens up, I really hope you get back out there and you're you're doing those interviews because they're a pleasure to to look at. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is going to happen. It's just now not doing it for a while. I'm like, I, I have way more free time. <laughs> yeah, like, I bet. Bet- between recording and editing, that's probably 20 hours a week yeah. per episode. On, uh, I would say on on a whole. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like if there's heavy editing in the video, it's going to be 20 hours total for that episode. Yeah. Um, so People don't know that yeah. either. It's funny. Well, it's just like the stuff that you think wouldn't take very long. You're like, well, fuck, I just spent two hours trying to get rid of this little stupid sound that was like pissing me off or something well and, like you know what i mean and all the, in the background all those podcasts that you listen to where celebrities um are, are hosting it i mean they're, they're not doing that behind the scenes stuff and i know that sounds like a, a pretty obvious thing to say to people but being the person who's not only conducting the interview doing the research like you are nobody's doing that for you and you're doing that editing yeah that's a that's a that's an extra job for sure yeah, it's just I think it's just I'm just super dedicated, and I and I I have to do things the way that I feel they should be done. Yeah, yeah. like if I'm going to do it, it's either nothing or I'm just going to go like all in. Yeah, and I typically go all in, so it seems like no matter what I do, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, it sh- it shows, right? I mean, like the the quality of uh, <clears throat> or the product that you're putting out, like it's it's very evident that you don't. It's not just that I'll throw this shit together. And yeah, no, you can't see do what that. Happens, you got to try and do it no. properly. Is is there any restaurants right now that you guys are missing the dining experience of? Very good question. Um, Anything that stands out? Brasserie. Yeah, I went there for the first time like four or five months ago. I don't know why I'd never been there. I, the burger, like the burger, the like burger, changed my life almost. The burger, it's it it it, it it'll <laughs> make you cry. Like it's uh, yeah. it's it's really? so good. It's the best burger in my opinion. Even though I haven't had all the burgers in the city, it's for me the best burger. Um, with those fries the fancy the fancy fries, fries oh yeah absolutely yeah. um you know what's what interesting are we talking like truffle oil yeah parm yeah. uh parmesan yeah. oh yeah, yeah the, the burger at bold butchery it's 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 a lot cheaper okay but it reminds me of the brasserie burger brilliant okay i gotta check that and out. so butchery. if you go get the bold yeah if you go to bold butchery get the burger get two patties okay generally i'm not a fan of like like let's say a and w right right like i i, I love the team burger mm-hmm. i love the team mm-hmm. burger but the double teen, I, I just don't like it. No. I don't know why. I'm not a double patty guy much usually. Yeah, same thing. So yeah, but at Bold, get the double patty. All right. It's a beautiful okay. situation. I highly recommend it. Okay. But there's something about huh. it that gives me sort of that same feel as a Brasserie Burger. Oh, cool. Okay. I got to check that out for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Brasserie is pretty high up on my list. Um, now you got me thinking about all the other places. I mean, it's not for lack of... Of, I, of options in my mind. Uh, there's so many. I'm just trying to narrow it down at this point. Do you get much time to eat out generally? Like no. with your with your work? No. That's what I was going to say. No. Uh, yeah. I, I don't get a chance and, and not to repeat what I said before, but I mean, with the other stuff going on, it it's uh, it's unfortunate. My my wife and I don't eat out very often, even if, if there was dining and options. Her best friend got us into Chorizo and Co. And I don't know why we hadn't gone there more often. Uh, those guys are are brilliant. Their food is so good, uh, eclectic, but in a good way. Uh, their burger is actually fantastic. Awesome. I've only been there once since the change ownership, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, 
So I need to, I need to go back. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause like, you know, I was working like, you know, 50, almost 60 hours a week mm. Well, my days off. Like I just, I just stayed at home. I didn't go, I didn't really go anywhere. I never really got to take full advantage of what we had. And if I did go somewhere, it was kind of usually kind of like the same places, you know, the, like the same pub or whatever. But that's one thing about like now, you know, not being in that situation and having more time on my hand. And of course, doing the the podcast and talking to all these amazing chefs. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, man. Like I've got a huge list of places. Like I've got to make up for lost time here. Don't go broke uh, though. No. <laughs> that's what I'll say. Is like, don't be like me and spend like 1500 bucks a month or something on oh. food. I know. I know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna be pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. That's not not a good not a good deal. It, it's fun in the time, but then my my wallet hurts very much. So yeah, of course. After oh, the oh, fact. I bet. I bet. <laughs> it's so easy to do though with such good food oh. around. And that's the thing, right? If I and, and and if I'm going to go out, invest my very precious time into a place, I went all out. You know, like I spent I want to try everything. I'll spend a ridiculous, you know, to me, a ridiculous amount of money. But if I were to do that, that same thing yeah. with, you know, with the free time that I have now and everywhere where I want to go. Yeah, no, I'd have to sell my house. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably eat at a few good places if I sold yeah, my house. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. You're on to something. Chat with the wife. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, the, the one place I really want to check out um, um is uh part and parcel mm-hmm. yep. i heard it was like ridiculous and I, I took a look at their menu and they were doing some sandwiches um i will right say now. that so i thought maybe checking that out but i thought maybe you know i think that's a, i want to save it for like you know the the experience i want to sit mm-hmm. down and enjoy the uh you know the service and and just take full advantage of the whole thing when we did our our and i would say that's a, definitely a smart move like get yeah. the authentic yeah. experience for the first time yeah. Um, when we did our radio segments, like we did the hundred or whatever, and the place that came up the most often from the chefs that we talked to, where do they go and eat? It was part and parcel. Yeah. That was, mm. that was the place that came up the most out of any place. Yeah. Um, that, that and relish when relish used to be open. Relish was something that a lot of my colleagues, we, we always talked about. I think I ate there once, uh, and it was fantastic. Uh, the congee was so good. Yeah, I've I haven't tried that, but I heard that from a number of people. And and part and parcel, I'm I'm lucky enough to say that um, not necessarily once a month, but pretty close to uh, my wonderful boss uh, treats us in the office to some part and parcel. Yeah, well, that's it. and that was going to be one of my questions uh, to Dallas is you've tried so many different places. So once this bullshit of a fucking pandemic is done where's the first place where you're going to go i I want the experience of rap and roll that that i used to have and that but again that place is now closed so i can't really say that right it would probably be at hanks or nowhere to be honest awesome yeah i I would i would say that that would probably be my if i had an option of like you're going in sitting down somewhere and it might even be like at hanks when you walk in the entrance on the right there's a little table for two people and like that little nook yeah like that I, yes. There's something about that one single small table totally. that like that little, that little nook in, in Hanks <laughs> is one of like the best seats or the best tables in the city. Oh, it's a sexy table. It's great. It's awesome. That little nook table. Yeah. That's, that's the move. Like if you're, I, I mean, you go and talk to, to Clark and Ryland. I mean, that's, that's the move. But if you want like a quiet dinner, yeah, then the nook table. Yeah. It's right. Beautiful. Oh, I love it. I beautiful. Love it. Or, or at uh, Il Covo. The uh, the table that's over by the fireplace. There's a little plaque underneath it. 
the little table for two by the fireplace at Okovo is is a good move as well. I, uh, I I'm I'm dying to go back to the Courtney room. That was yep. that was a fantastic experience. I've only had the pleasure, I think, once uh, that I, I've been dining there with Brian, and man, it was it was such a treat. And that's that's where I'd like to go back once things open up again. I love it. Yeah. The last time I was there, they had those corn dogs. Yeah. And yeah. any place that's going to make corn dogs, but also does like super high end food. Yeah. Like let let me let me try these corn dogs, please. Like <laughs> completely. Bring something out like that, and it, like I don't I don't need the the like super more fancy stuff. Yeah. Just give me like the really, really good, really good corn dogs. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Where's your, your favorite snack? Like if you're downtown, you're wandering around and you don't have anybody that you're interviewing, you don't have any real plans. Where are you stopping in for a quick snack? The first thing that resonated for me actually isn't food. It's a, it's a drink. Okay. And I would say F- flourish beauty on fourth street. Um, Isaac and Anna there, Isaac has sort of come up with his own methodology on tea. And he, and he puts like, so my, my favorite one, it's the, I think the, my favorite tea I've ever had is the hibiscus carcade hmm. and they'll do it cold or warm, but I get him to do it warm. And just when he, when he, or if you get like the rose, the rose one, there's rose petals in the tea, like there's actual flowers in the tea. Wow. Um, that's the, the thing that first popped out in my mind. Uh, I saw that episode. I haven't listened to it yet, but I saw that episode on your, on your page. I was going to check oh, it yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. They're they're such a lovely couple, and the, the stuff they do is like very original. Hmm. It is so good um, for anybody that likes tea. Like, just go in there; you'll be very happy that you did. Awesome uh, snacks. I don't I don't generally ever grab snacks, but the, the next place I'm thinking about that popped into my mind. The first place about food is at uh, Fresco One World Cafe. Oh, the Cuba the Cubano sandwich, the Cubano. Oh, at Fresco, I, I love a good oh. Cubano. That that I think is the best sandwich I've ever had in the city. Really. Fresco. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. Really you know, I was wondering if there's a good place in town that does uh, a Cubano and uh, cool. So that's, that's good to that's know. That's not really, you can do grab and go there. Like, I mean, you can do it now, obviously you have to, but in right. general, I think that's a very grab and go friendly <laughs> situation is that sandwich. Um, Sean Sewell put me onto that thing. Cool. And uh, he was, that was his grab and go item was that sandwich. So I, th- I think that, and that place is super interesting because it's such a hidden gem that it's in plain sight right by the bus stops there on, on Yates. Mm-hmm. But like you would have no idea that if you walk in there, you're just getting super crazy, vibrant food that you're not going to get anywhere else. Oh, I got to check it out. It's wow. like off the charts. Wow. Like that's, that's, that's the epitome of a, a hidden gem in plain sight. Huh. There's so much stuff like, and, and then I went to Blue Nile recently again, which I haven't been to in a while. I don't know if you guys have been there. I've never been there either, but honestly, I've, I've heard again, I hate sounding like a broken record, but I've heard amazing things about that place too. Yeah. Another hidden gem. Yeah. And I, I just, it, it's interesting with these places where, where I haven't been in a while and then I go back and I'm like, fuck, why haven't I been here in like a year or two <laughs> yeah. years? And it's just because I'm like always trying to try a new place. Yeah. That's sometimes I wish I could kind of go back to just like, I want to go to my top five or whatever places and really get familiar with them again. But I, there's like, kind of, I, I, I feel like I just need to be trying new places all the time. I feel like that, that would honestly you. be a, a great episode yeah. though. If you did your top fives or your original, like your, that would be a great, I'd, I'd totally be interested in seeing that a little condensed, maybe episode of all of those. Try and yeah, try and like yeah. pick out some stuff and all splice it together. Yeah. Like yeah. Little yeah. 10 minute bits or something. Yeah. That would be brilliant. Fuck yeah. Okay. I, I think, I think I that would to, be brilliant. Yeah. I like that idea. I never even I thought about that. Yeah. I need to, uh, work up the the work ethic to to get back into it and do that oh i again i i hope you do but i i also like it's um 
the episodes will come back. Yeah, no. That, that editing episode, though, because then if I was going to do that, I'd have to pull, I'd have to get more hard drive space so I could pull the projects out. <laughs> then I could do it properly with full quality because I don't want to like download the YouTube video and use that. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So this is, again, this is my issue that I have that I'll make it more difficult than it needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> I I completely hear you and I can again I will flatter Remy no end. I mean there's been there has been a few weeks where I've you know I've been tired and it's not for lack of wanting to keep the podcast going but I've definitely had wonderful feedback from that gentleman that kept me going because uh if if it weren't for him being my partner on this uh, it's same thing like with you with it, doing it on your own it would be uh it would be a, a very challenging undertaking, either physically doing it or emotionally doing it, right? So, I wonder if it's um, like going to the gym kind. It's way easier when I would go to the gym with my buddy. Yeah. Because he sort of held me accountable when at the times when I didn't really want to be accountable for myself. Totally. Like I'm like, I, I, I don't want to go today, but he's going, so I have to go. Yeah. And then right. yeah. every time I was done, I'd feel fucking fantastic. <laughs> and I'm like, thank God I went. But I, that, those days where I would not have gone had it not been for him. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Remy can attest. There's some some days when um, I, I'm ashamed to say even going into a, a pod, if I've had a really rough day or a tough week or whatever it's been, and Remy can pick up on this. And at, at, as soon as we're done, nine times out of 10 or 10 times out of 10, honestly, when we're done with the with the conversation, I'm on cloud nine i'm having a, I'm a, it's it's like nothing ever happened i didn't have a bad week it was it's yeah it's yeah great. yeah it's a full reset, full of reset. Like, yeah all right this this is why we do it exactly right you get that you get that boost of energy yeah because you're like fuck that was awesome yeah yeah and and if yeah that's it and if and if you had not done it because you didn't want to then that then this would never be recorded completely right it yeah. would have been lost this never would have happened but instead you you know you sucked it up you went for it you did it and now you got this fucking awesome episode yeah right? completely yeah yeah, there's something. <laughs> no, really- exactly that, and because it's easy to get a little deflated, right? Because I mean, if you're in a role and you're like, "Yeah, this is great," but like, you know, there's some times when, yeah, you just like you can't book a guest, or you just like you don't really know, you know, where to put your energy that week or whatever. Yeah, and it's kind of like, oh, then why am I doing this? But yeah, like Franz said, like you're doing the episode, or you're done with the episode. You're like, all right, cool. I want to do a hundred more. Let's go. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. totally forget how three days ago I just wanted to fucking quit this entire goddamn thing and never <laughs> listen to a podcast ever again in my life. Yeah, it's uh, I would I would 100% agree with that. There's been times where I, I'm like, I'm not going to do this again. No one's no one wants to talk to me. <laughs> this is not going to happen. Totally. And then sure enough, I look at the list on my phone and there's like 50 places that want to do an episode. Yeah. That's do you guys have like a number one place that you would love to do or person that you would love to have an episode with? Oh, okay. So Andrew asked me that question early on, way back in the day. Um, if we're staying Canadiana, I would, I would definitely pick the Joe Beef guys uh, out of Montreal. Yeah, I think those those two guys. I I'm blanking on their names, but I've seen the Bourdain episode with them when they're in the in the shack on the lake uh, doing ice fishing. I, I've seen them on other shows. Those guys are a riot, and they're lunatics, and they're like the most industry you can get. So I would have to say those guys or uh, maybe Maddie Matheson, maybe. <laughs> oh, yes. That would, be pre- that would be pretty intense, but it would be good. <sighs> that guy's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I love him, though. Have you, have you been to Joe Beef? No, um, I, I've been to Montreal once, and I think it could have been prior to Joe Beef existing. I, mm. I can't remember when they opened up, but I went to 
what would be another one of my uh, my my dream interviews. Uh, we actually reached out to them recently. Would be Martin Picard uh, from um, Au Pied de Cochon. Hmm. that's that's that was gonna be my guy yeah that's 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 who i yeah, want i ate there uh, a number of years ago i'd say at least at least 10 uh and uh, that that was bananas good I, I had what what they called the happy pork chop and i feel like if you if you made a fist and looked at the side of your fist that was the thickness of the pork chop like it was it, it was bananas yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah, it was good and it's cool when you travel you like you can have different things yeah. like where are you going to find that here of course yeah you're not going to find it when i was in quebec city I, I ate at a restaurant where you you dine and it's pitch black yeah you can't see anything I, i've heard about this yeah really that was that and it was cool because like the people that work there were blind mm. so to them it, it really it made no difference like that there was no light yeah which was huh. which, which was really cool it's all um, sensory they, yeah it's all yeah so what they would do is that they would walk you through these curtains. When you first walk in, it's like pretty dark and there's black lights that sort of light the thing. Mm, right. And then they walk you through these curtains to this pitch black room. And being in Quebec City, everybody else that was in the room was speaking French and I don't speak French. And I was by myself. So I could really, um, really just sort of zone everything out. And it was just like this one-on-one solo experience and it was it was the way they structured it was there's three courses with three little dishes or three little items per course, and then at the end of the day or at the end of the meal you would sort of vote for which one you liked the best. It was three chefs competing against each other. <laughs> oh wow! So at the end oh. they would actually show you what you ate. That sounds amazing. So you, you, but you had no idea going in what you were eating. Oh, that's no such way. a cool concept! Holy shit! It was very cool. That restaurant. Oh, that dude, was, do you remember the name of that place? Uh, I think it was O Two Cents S E N S. I think. It was something okay. like that. It was in, it was like a 15 minute bus ride from uh, old Quebec or the the fort, the fort there in Quebec City. Yeah. Okay. Um, I hopped on the bus and, and took it over to there, and that was really cool. Awesome! Wow, that that oh, sounds yeah. that sounds neat. really innovative. That's a cool idea. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was really cool, yeah. and I also tried veal brain when I was there, so I doing all sorts of different things. I was yeah. gonna say, um, I I appreciate a good burger. Uh, from a, a, a truck stop diner just as much in some ways that I do a fine dining meal. Um, and yeah. I, I was really surprised um, a couple of years ago, I spent a couple of days uh, in Toronto for the first time. And I was really, 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 really blown away by their food scene there. I ended up going to a restaurant that was uh, more on the side of fine dining. And I think it was a sister location of Joe Beef's and it was called Dreyfus. And I got a chance to try horse meat there for the first time. And they did a horse mm. meat tartare. And man, if that wasn't one of the best things I've ever eaten. Around here, if, you, if you're not plugged into trying different things or understanding the fact that that can be prepared in, in an absolutely delicious way, you hear horse meat and you're kind of, you're obviously put off. But I, I, I can't stress enough how delicious that raw tartare was. Like, it was just so damn good, man. I've, I've last year, I think it was last year, a chef that I know prepared raw lamb for me mm. and I, and I had it and it was like amazing. Yeah. The funny thing about that too, is that he'd got the whole, like the whole animal. Mm-hmm. So he started cooking things up and he wouldn't tell me what some of the stuff was. He's like, just eat it. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't tell me what it was. And the best tasting thing was the testicles, <laughs> but he wouldn't tell me what it was before I ate it. And, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, this tastes amazing. What, what is this? And he's he's like yeah that's the testicles wow and it, it tastes 
he cooked up the lungs. He cooked up everything. Yeah. And and so I thought that was hilarious. That's awesome. But um, but he yeah he wouldn't tell me before I had it what it was. That's would would you have tried it if he said hey I'm gonna feed you lamb balls? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? If he I trust him. I know he's really good at what he does. So if I'm being presented like. And again, raw lamb, like it was legitimately raw. Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. are you going to eat raw meat like that? Yeah. Like I don't, I wouldn't, I don't do that lightly, but I know in his hands, I was in good, good hands. Yeah. It was a lamb local raised on the island, just slaughtered. Like it was fresh. So I'm like, when am I going to have an opportunity to do this? You kind of just got to, you just got to just go with it. Yeah. And you know, you might be hesitant, yeah. but just okay. go with it. And to be, to be uh, in someone's hands like that, who has the skill to use every part of the animal like that, I find so like so incredibly impressive like if you can if you can make use of an entire animal not waste anything and have it all come out delicious like that's that's there's nothing better yeah what's the weirdest thing you guys have tried i'd say that the the craziest thing it's not even that crazy um but it was uh, my age and the setting I was in. So my my grandmother and my grandfather came from the Czech Republic. They were uh, refugees after the war. Um, and they had amazing cooking traditions. It's not where I really got my uh, passion for cooking um, because they, did, they didn't share a lot of that. It was like Christmas dinners and those kind of things that were really exciting. And, and uh, there's a very classic French dish called Coquille Saint-Jacques. So if you don't know what that is, it's the, traditionally the, it's baked in actual, actual seashells, big, massive scallop shells. Uh, you put scallops in it and it's basically like a, a white wine cream sauce, like a bechamel, but with extra white wine, uh, shallots, whatever have you. Uh, and then there's usually some kind of cheese like a gruyere and breadcrumbs and you bake that in the oven and it's this delicious, creamy, crispy delight thing. But because she came from a poor inland part of the world they used to make that dish but they used to substitute calf's brains so when i was probably i don't know eight or ten years old my mom had already made this dish but with actual scallops so it was one of my favorite things in the world to eat and i went to my grandmother's house and she made this and i just dug right in just went bananas and i was like oh this is tastes a little different but i like this and her coming from that part of the world didn't see any problem with letting a little Canadian eight-year-old boy know that this was calf brains. And I lost—I dropped my basket. I lost my shit. I was like, I'm eating a cow's brain right now. <laughs> and I could see my mom in the background just being like, when did you have to say something? Shut up. Like <laughs> just yelling at my grandmother. But that, even though that's not uh, shockingly crazy, it, that's the first thing that comes to my mind as being something that uh, was, was challenging for me to eat. <laughs> I'm sure I've eaten some pretty crazy stuff, but the only thing, man, as Franz is answering this, I'm like, okay, man, it's got to be something. What was it? You used to eat whatever. Because, I mean, I'll eat anything. You put something in front of me, I'll, I'll eat it. I, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, but the only thing I could think of was, oh, man. So I used to work in the Rockies. And uh, there was this, I met this one crazy guy, and he would always get me in the weirdest troubles. So I didn't really eat it, but it did go in my body. Uh, he dared me. I don't even know why, why, or what I would have gotten if I did it or didn't do it. Uh, but he, he dared me to snort some like sour cream and onion, like flavoring, like the dusting that you like on on popcorn or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do a, do a line of that. And I did it (laughs) because I thought, why not? 
Why and, not? Uh, that was fucking stupid. I like how you, that was really stupid. I, I'm really happy you clarified that you didn't eat something, but it went into your body. I had like I my know, imagination. It was perfect. My imagination well, yeah, went there anywhere. There was an orifice. Yeah. It, something went in an orifice, <laughs> and it wasn't supposed to be mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, it couldn't have been enjoyable. <laughs> no. No, it was fucking terrible. Yeah. My now wife, but I, like, I just started uh, dating her. She's like, she's watched me from across the room and she's like, you're not, no, you're not. What are you, why are you telling, why are you getting him to like talk you into these things? And, uh, yeah, no, this is why stupid. I married so, him. <laughs> so listen up kids. If, uh, if a guy tries to get you to do a line of sour cream, fucking popcorn seasoning, <laughs> Don't, don't do it. That's not how you party. It's uh, some real, real uh, good tips there, buds. <laughs> That's a recipe oh for disaster. <laughs> Fucking idiot. And in and, and the Rockies in Canmore, you just you just jog my memory that there's an awesome restaurant called the Crazy Weed Kitchen. Oh. If you guys are ever oh. passing through Canmore, you have to go try Canmore. The Crazy Weed Kitchen. Um, crazy Weed Kitchen, yeah. Cool. That's that. I think that the, um, I think it's a mother and daughter that own it. And they've both won like the, the culinary some culinary Olympics or something, some gold, or it might've been um, gold plates or whatever the, the competition is. Cool. Okay. I'm going to check that out. Or, or I can't remember. They, they won some crazy competitions, but I had a insane steak there. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I, fucking, I love Canmore. That, that's, that's where I, I was. I worked um, close to that in Kananaskis. Oh really? And fucking Canmore. It's just fucking gorgeous. Like if there's a place where, you know, I'd live in the, in the Rockies. It'd be Canmore. When you walk gorgeous. out and yeah, you just have the mountains like right there. Oh, it's yeah. like you're living in like a, I don't know, like a postcard or <laughs> like a painting. Yeah. It's like, is this real? Like, am I actually here right now looking at this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, actually it's funny. Actually, uh, speaking of that. Um, so um, I got like the Disney plus channel and I, I watched mystery Alaska. Do you guys remember the movie mystery Alaska with uh, um, what's his fucking name there? Gladiator. Oh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah, it came out like in the in the late nineties about like this Alaskan uh, hockey team that were going to play the Rangers. Mm-hmm. I, I, I no, Has no, I've never seen, seen it? it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Anyways, well, do yourself a favor and go back down <laughs> memory lane and watch Russell Crowe do slap shots in the rock in, in Alaska. <laughs> but it's not Alaska. It's in Canmore. Ah. <laughs> ah, if you're like, oh man, this place looks so nice and quaint. <laughs> There we go. That's Canmore. Yeah, Canmore was so small. You're welcome, small. Canmore uh, Tourism. It's <laughs> a free one for small, you. So small, but it was cool. I enjoyed passing through Revelstoke as well. I did a road trip with my That's brother. Gorgeous. We went through like Alberta, and um, this was like three years ago. We went up to like Meadow Lake. We went through Saskatoon, Regina. Cool. Uh, I've always Moose, wanted to do that. Moose Jaw. I've never done that. Yeah. I've always wanted to. One thing I've learned too in a couple different trips, one to Seattle, one to Moose Jaw, is if there's underground tours somewhere, mm. go do an underground tour. Cool. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. That would be one tip. So in Seattle, like do the underground tour when they can do those again. Yeah. Super wild. Oh, like, yeah. I've heard about those. The, like, yeah, the, the history of Seattle awesome. is like, it's hilarious the way they tell it because there's some adult themes in the story. Mm. But the, so the way they tell this whole story is really cool. But they take you down like under the street where there's these shop, like the fronts of shops that it wow. used that used to be street level. But now it's like, you know, 20, 30 feet above. Um, oh, that would be fascinating so, to see. Super wild. Huh. It's it's like here when you see the uh, the purple glass downtown on in the sidewalk. Right. That's that's so you can illuminate or or get some light into the uh, the basement. Right. 
I actually same type of deal. I've heard that before as well. Huh. Yeah. 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 The uh the the Willie's location, um, where friends of Dorothy is now, I got to go downstairs and see what that was because they have the the purple glass there. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, you got a chance to see it from the bottom. I've never taken one of yeah, those, when it was trees. those tours. When it was when it was trees, the restaurant. Oh. They took me down and showed me because I was just curious about it. Huh. So they, they took me downstairs and I could see what it looked like, like with the lights off. Right. That's super fascinating. Yeah. The, one of those tours would probably now have to be on the top of my list. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. The one in Seattle was, was sick. Hmm. It was really dope. You have to do it. Hmm. Yeah. What about, yeah. Uh, what about you? What's the weirdest thing you've uh, put in and or around your body? It's probably what I've already said. The, probably the testicles or the, the veal brain. Yeah. Like the veal brain. When I ordered that sitting at the restaurant, I opened the menu, saw veal brain. I'm like, oh, let's get that. Like snap. Mm. Like I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Then over the course of the 25 minutes when I waited for it to get to my table, I started to think about what the hell I just ordered. And I'm like, then I started being like, ooh, should I have really got that? That was a bold choice. But then it came and it was, it was, it was like a ragu almost. It was really yeah. cool. Awesome. It was really good. Yeah. Huh. But it was, it was one of those two, I think. Those two things. I, I, I've never, uh, I've never tried testicles and I've never tried an eyeball bigger than the fishes. So those are two things that I'm. I've never done an eyeball. I'm a little bit trepidatious of. Yeah, both of those. The, that would be strange. The eyeball and the uh, the testicle. I mean, I I would same as you. I'd have to trust where it was coming from. I don't think that's something I would naturally gravitate towards if I didn't know who was cooking it. <laughs> so like the eyeball, obviously you had it when it was whole, right? It, it was, wasn't cut. It was or just anything. a fish one, though. Like I was saying, it, okay. it's never been anything bigger than that. I mean, there's uh, traditions, especially. I think I, I I shouldn't say this because I'm not entirely sure, but I think with some of our First Nations communities, there's a, there's there's parts of the fish, and one of them is I think you you share you give the eyeball to somebody, and uh, I think there's there's a as a a background to to sharing that part of the fish. Um, I see. But aside from that, I think, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing larger than that. I think uh, eating an eyeball kind of uh, sicks me out a little bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting if you look at. I think in L.A. there's like the Gross Food Museum. Yeah. Have you guys seen about that? I've heard about it again, but Where never they, seen they, it. They take they take different things from around the world that different cultures would say like this is the delicacy here. So the one thing, right. like one of the things from North America that the rest of the world appears to not like mm. is root beer really they think that they think root beer is, what? it was in the gross museum and i've asked people that i've talked to from other countries and they said yeah it's disgusting so wow. it's no way it was interesting that that like for me like i have root beer here it's just like normal because yeah. that's what i i've had it right growing yeah. up yeah. yeah so it is really interesting how um in different places no matter where you go there are going to be things that coming from another place you're going to be like oh that's weird mm. Totally. But it's just that's it's just what they do there and that's there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, yeah, I don't know, root beer's great. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That sure. doesn't seem like one of those things that put at the top of the list. <laughs> no. Like I think there was there was wine with like a dead mouse in the bottom or something. Mm-hmm. Like like uh I forget where that was from. And they but there's there's they do all sorts of, all sorts of uh liquors. And cheese cheese with maggots on yep. it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they they do all sorts of liquors with uh, dead snakes in them and stuff like that. What is that? I think there's a there's a wine from the Philippines or something like that, or somewhere in in that part of the world, maybe Taiwan or 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 Thailand, where it's a very common thing to get wine poured from a giant jug with dead snakes in the bottom of it. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huh. just like I and and for me, I I think that I would just try anything anywhere because I, I want to have yeah. like sort of that cultural experience completely. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's um, 
Yeah, it was. It was. It's when I was talking to Jason Chan once. He made it. He made a quote. You know, Jason from the Village. I've I've known of him, and uh, uh, have you heard of Bread and Butter, the collective? I think so. Yes. You should, uh, if you haven't. Maybe that would be an interesting thing for you to plug into. Uh, it was, I think, originally started by Jeff Hetherington. I went to their first meeting and he basically has put together a collective of business owners from the city who are, I think their main goal, uh, and again, I could be speaking out of school, is to basically represent the community and the betterment of F&B in the city and stuff like that. They, they just came out with a podcast and I think it's uh, Kalen from Big Wheel and Sam from 2% Jazz are, are doing it. So, Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I did see it's that like, podcast. Yeah. There's like 30 different restaurants. Yeah. Or, or businesses in there. Yeah, oh, wow. and they're they're represented yeah. by a core group. I think, uh, for example, Kristen, my boss, she's one of the, the, I think, the core group of them as well, too. They meet every Monday, and they just kind of, they hash out different ideas. They, they share information, which I think is one of the best parts about it. But that's where I, I saw him first speak. Okay, Jason's awesome. Yeah. Super smart guy. He's he's just, uh, he's one of my favorite people in hospitality here. Yeah. Both him and Brian from from the village. But Jason had a comment that, like, you might not eat something normally, but once in a while, you kind of just have to do it for culture. Yeah. Like, like just take, take this, just, just do it. Like maybe you wouldn't eat, normally eat something, but just do it because it's part of the experience. Like when you go to someone's house to prepare something, like if you can just try it. Yeah. Cause it's going to, it's, it's like when I had the, the lamb, uh, that time, um, it was prepared in a way that that's not traditional to hear, but mm-hmm. it was, and it was phenomenal. And normally I wouldn't eat something like that. So it was, it was really cool. Yeah. You know, I think that that whole thing of like, you know, it might sound incredibly weird, but this could be to you the most like the best tasting thing you would have ever eaten in your mm-hmm. life. Yep. Even there might be a small percentage, you know, chance that it could happen, but it could happen. And why would you want to deprive yourself mm-hmm. of that? That's the exact and that's, logic. That's the way I always look at that's it. That's the exact like, logic that, could, that I operate completely. on. Completely. Is that with people that don't try new things and I, and I respect the choice, obviously anyone can choose what they consume, but, Mm -hmm. but the way I look at it is that, yeah, it could be my favorite thing right there that I could say no to, or I could just try and try it. Maybe, maybe you don't like, you don't have to have it again, but maybe you do like it. And it's like, like you're uh, like Dave Portnoy would say, it'll blow your dick off. (laughs) (laughs) Dave Portnoy. Like maybe that happens. I don't know. One bite, everybody knows the rules, right? Honestly, I've just <laughs> discovered him and his pizza review, and uh, yeah. I've it's been the past month that I've I've discovered him. Like it's oh, super, you've been on the binge, super yeah. recent, and I've been on the binge. I've watched so many of them, and I he's he's highly entertaining. Uh, I love his uh, one bite. Everybody knows the rules. <laughs> As he takes like five bites and eats the whole piece, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I'm not quite sure. And he gets into the other slice. One bite, everybody knows the rules. <laughs> Yeah. I love those reviews. Yeah. It was uh, Clint that does the reviews in town here. Yeah. He was the one that put me onto that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I saw actually, so, um, I saw Clint first and then I discovered uh, Dave, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dave, Dave's, his things are funny. Yeah. No, he's good. And, and it just, uh, I think he's also at that level of celebrity that he's not, he hangs around with those, those, those celebrities so often that whenever they make an appearance or if he randomly runs into somebody, Remy, he does, uh, it's Barstool Pizza Review and he does this thing where, oh yeah, I've, okay, I've well, seen there that. you go. I, I, the fact that he's, He's not, uh, but but you can tell our listening audience. But it's all no, about no, no. It. They can they can look themselves. Slash slash slash. Remind me. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I just find it fascinating that he's uh, he's not 
He's not stunned by celebrity. He gives every he talks to everybody the same way. It, it's it's pretty pretty entertaining. The, the best the best is if there's a dog that walks by because he always tries to guess the dog's name and it like I haven't seen he, that he yet. He turns into like a little like a little kid like his it just it's like adorable. <laughs> if there's a dog somewhere, you'll you'll run into one of those. There's a few of them and it's <laughs> hilarious every time when there's a dog. I, I haven't seen the dog ones, but I think my favorite ones are when he uh, has conversations with the homeless guy who just wants a slice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's done that so many times where somebody will oh, just one, there was wander in and he's just like, you want a slice? He's like, but you got to score it. And then the guy mumbles and wanders away and he's yelling at them down the block being like, what's your score? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. That's like the commitment. You have to give a score. Yeah. And then, yeah, that one guy like just walked away with it and didn't say anything. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's it's, it's awesome. Just, it, it's wild. And too, because he is so famous that quite often people drive by and like honk yeah. at him and yell at him. Yeah. And it's just, it's hilarious. Yeah. And he like, he'll just like give him a, a wave or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Th- those things are crazy. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's, it's entertainment. It's good entertainment. Yeah. Cause you don't ever know where he'll be yeah. anywhere in the U S yeah. but yeah. So you can go down the rabbit hole of watching those mm-hmm. and like, he's done like Costco and he's done little Caesars yeah. and like watching those fast food ones are hilarious too. Well, at the start um, of the pandemic, I think he was relegated to uh, doing nothing but frozen pizza in his apartment. And even those yeah, are, he did that for a while. Even those are actually as much as you'd think that that's not entertaining. Those he made those pretty funny. Yeah, like when he was. Yeah, I, yeah, I bet that would be pretty good. Uh, bashing jacks a lot. Yeah. I don't know if you that one's if you know what I'm talking I about. Do, but, I do. And then he had like the the part where people were sending him gifts. Yeah. Like those those live streams were absolutely nuts. Yeah. Like like absolutely insane. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, Actually, through watching his stuff, I saw that there was a type of pizza that they would have there that was all red on top. Mm. And I didn't know what the hell it was because I never saw anything like that here. Mm-hmm. Three days before Rap and Roll closed, I asked Mo if he could make a pizza with the sauce on top. Totally did not anticipate how much of a difference it was going to make. Totally. But I think I think that the the... Oh yeah, you would know about this. Mm-hmm. I, I, 100%. I don't know what 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 like part of the states that that comes from, uh, Chicago or whatever you want to label it as, but it is a thing. Um, and yeah, you, you put the sauce on uh, cheese first, then the sauce. It's sort of like an upside down pizza. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it was it was uh, like the dough, which I, I love Mo's dough, the dough that he makes. But then just mushrooms, or no, sorry, it was dough, uh, pepperoni, cheese, and sauce. Yeah. Like when I have pizza, I usually have more than one topping yeah. or, or like one thing, mm-hmm. but in this case, yeah. wouldn't want it. Maybe the best pizza I've ever had. Oh, and it was just awesome. that simple flipping of the whole thing that him and I both took a bite at the same time. And we both just looked at each other and we're like, what in the fuck? <laughs> like this, this should not have been this big of a difference yeah. and this good. Oh, that's like so literally good. it was, it was hilarious. Cause we, I, I know he had the exact same feeling that I had. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was, it was one of those moments where I was like, we were just like in tune. Yeah, you're like, but it was why, funny. why, why is this so good? Makes no sense. That's actually one of my favorite and, and, moments of any food is when you're sitting there with somebody else and you just have that 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 moment of silence where all you can think is why, why is this so damn good? Yeah, and then you then I then I'm basically in my head. I'm like, it doesn't matter why it's so good. Just enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But um, I I discovered that pizza three days before they closed. Oh. So Shit. I've only had it like twice, but again, when they open, I'll, I'll get it for sure. Yeah, I was going to say all the all the luck to them. That's uh, yeah, yeah. Would would at Prima Strada, Would you guys do that if someone requested it? You know, uh, oh, that's a that's a tough 
question. I think maybe like sacrilege. Well, no, yeah. that's 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 the, that's the only problem is that um, we we've kind of without without limiting ourselves because we always try to do everything that we can. I know that that sounds like a blanket statement that every restaurant says, but it's the truth. We try to accommodate as much as we can, but over the years we've sort of had to draw some lines just because it's such a specific style of pizza that people aren't necessarily used to. So, I mean, for example, a, a good one that we deal with on the regular is when people start asking for millions of, of added on toppings. I mean, oh, yeah. we, we, we could certainly say yes and uh, charge for that and give you, sell you a, a $30 pizza. That's fine and dandy for us. But the real issue is, is that, almost every single one of our service staff or more to the point, even the kitchen won't do it because they know that the product's going to suck just because it's going to be heavy. Yeah. It's not going to cook right. All that kind of stuff. Um, we, we had a lot of fun when COVID first hit, which is kind of a funny thing to say, but when the dining rooms weren't open and we were just doing takeout and just out of Cook Street, when that first couple months threw us all for a loop, um, <laughs> myself and uh, one of my restaurant managers, the guy who runs the Cook Street location, shout out to Leonard, uh, we would have fun every day at the end of the day. We would make uh, staff meals and we would do different styles of pies if we could. He was really into the big, huge, thin crust, large like New York's where we'd slap together two or three of our dough balls and make something gigantic, thin with just like garlic oil, cheese, sauce, and oregano. Just something mm. simple like that where we would mess around. But to answer your question, I think that might be, uh, you know, I mean, you never say never. I don't know. It depends. I know what you're saying, though, where people that come in might they they don't know don't know actually what they're ordering because mm-hmm. they're applying some logic to it that might not actually fit in that case, and you're basically saving them from this idea that that probably is not the best thing to do. Yeah, or 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 they're well, it's tough because if they have that, they're going to say, "Well, this place sucks," <laughs> right? They're going to leave because it's yeah. like you gave them what they wanted, but it it should have never happened in the first place. And because you did, it wasn't good. Yeah. So now they're going to say, well, this restaurant is not good. Yeah. So I think that, that limiting that is, is definitely a smart move. I, I, yeah. It's, it's like going to a restaurant, uh, ordering uh, a very well done steak and then bitching, complaining that it's dry. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. that same mentality. And, yeah. and I mean, uh, it, uh, especially people who aren't uh, familiar with us or aren't fans or at the very least haven't experienced Neapolitan pizza, nine times out of 10, they're expecting something very North American. So, I mean, that's where most mm-hmm. of our 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 negative reviews come from is when people have an idea going into it and they're, they're not, they're not appreciating the nuance that exists in this style of pizza, which is completely different, completely different than Domino's. You know what I mean? Like it's, if that's what you've had your entire life, you're, 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 you're in for a different experience. Yeah. I brought my dad, um, one of the, one of the burgers from Hank's, one of like the Wagyu beef burgers. Mm. And my dad is, is super basic with his food. Like he doesn't, want fancy like wagyu Mm -hmm. all this stuff and and yeah like when i gave it to him i'm like dad this is going to be the most expensive burger you've ever had like this will have the most flavor it technically technically it's the best burger ever and and i he had it and he was just like yeah it tasted different but i don't think he was really like he couldn't appreciate what was going on totally um so i yeah so i was like that's okay he enjoyed it yeah but it wasn't uh i don't think he really like i was totally like blown away by it and like Oh my God! This the the aging of the processor or whatever they had done to it. Never mind the fact that it's wagyu. Like, um, I don't know. Oh, that yeah. that's a great comparison. Honestly, if if you're not if you're not 
into food? I mean, uh, so many people are just into it for fuel or because it's always been there. Um, but if you're not into the backstory of some of those things or, or at least are able to appreciate the the reasoning behind why this is the way it is, Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're probably you're probably setting yourself up for um, some level of disappointment, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, if, if you don't have the background, which um, I feel very fortunate now that I've been able to try a lot of different stuff, mm-hmm. so I have more information to sort of from my past of trying things that I can now leverage and and be like, okay, I can kind of pick up on some stuff here. Whereas several years ago, I'd only eat it like the same five places and have one dish at each place. Completely. Yeah. I would never try anything new yeah. ever. Um, so now, I mean, this, the world's a lot bigger. So I feel, I feel very lucky that I, I have had the good fortune of being able to try a lot of different things mm-hmm. um, and, and be able to share that with others because I know a lot of people like to go to the same place cause it's familiar. They're not going to waste their money cause they know they like it. And it's, it's like, it's a safe, safe thing. Cause there's nothing worse than going to a place spending you know 40 50 bucks on a meal and then not enjoying it absolutely like like now you just had a meal so you're not hungry anymore but it wasn't satisfying you felt like you got kind of gypped and it's just like it's this for me it's a heavy disappointment Mm -hmm. yeah so i understand when people don't try that much but i just with what i do i try and advocate like go try new stuff but that you are inevitably going to have that sometimes yeah well said. Unfortunately, well yeah. said. I think t- taking taking the risk is uh, is part of the fun. Yeah, you got to take the risk. Yeah, All right. Because the benefit, yeah. the potential benefit, is too high. Yeah, completely. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's way too high. Yeah. Hmm. Gentlemen, I I hate to to be that guy because honestly, this has exceeded my expectation. You've been wonderful to talk to, Dallas. Thank you, man. Thank you. You guys have. Well, this is the longest episode we've done. This is the longest episode we've oh, really? ever done. I didn't want to. No, stop neither it. do I. That's why I said this I don't want to so be that guy. Good. No, I was actually going to say like, how long do these things you guys normally do? Because I could just keep an going. A little bit over hour an and a half, half hour in between there. Um, so I just want to yeah, say yeah, yeah. I'm very sorry for the editing that's going to have to happen because this is going to be more editing. <laughs> You gotta. Be- so I'm, I'm sorry about oh, that. Get out of here! No, this seriously, I'm not trying to flatter you. This has been this has been the best. Like seriously, this has been a great conversation. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. And it's it, you guys made this super easy. Like I said, I don't know you guys at all, but I feel like now I do know you. Well, let's like, l- let's get together and let's do this in person. Okay, I would love to. I'd really Fuck love yeah. that. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. I'd really awesome. like that a lot. Before we go, here's your chance to kind of let us let the audience know what. Uh, what you got to say? Yeah, I don't know if you got to. The biggest thing anything. I want to say is just get out there and support your favorite places. That's that's the number one thing. Like y- you can follow my account, Vic Food Guys on Instagram. You can go to www.vicfoodguys.ca and see the podcast that I have up there. But the, the, the biggest thing, and I might be able to point you in the direction of some places to go visit, but just whatever place you love, go and support them because you don't know what's actually going on behind doors People aren't going to come out and say, hey, we're, we're a month or two away from closing if we don't get some support. In general, I feel like people don't generally come out and say that. So if there's a place you love, go just go and do what you can. And it, like one, play, one way you can do that that people don't necessarily talk about is go on a night where they traditionally would not be busy. Don't go on a Friday. Go on like a, a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Like, like leave the, the availability of space to someone that might have never been there before. Because you know you already like it. So where possible, just do what you can. Just support. It's really important right now. Absolutely so, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, appreciate perfect. you saying that. That's uh, yeah, that's lovely. Thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah, you guys have been awesome. This is I love this. Yeah, honestly, like this is this has been a fun uh, fun chat. Yeah, and yeah we uh, definitely need to do it yeah. in person. Yeah, with many many pints. Awesome. Yeah, we should definitely we should do uh, uh, like a collab yeah, episode. That would be great. Yes, that'd be dope. Yeah, you guys are awesome. I, thanks, I just want to thank you for having me on here. Yeah, man, really. Dude, man, thanks. Thanks for thank coming you. on. This, is this like, has been a blast. And sorry to make you wait for 10 months. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. To yeah, bring it's you awful, on the show. guys. What have you been doing? Yeah, no, do not even worry. This has been amazing. So Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm like legitimately, this is the most excited I've been about something in a little bit is you guys trying that fucking shit in the, over there in the, <laughs> that I have in the, it's like tucked oh, away. Dude, man, it's yeah. just tucked away <laughs> right now in the, in the closet. Oh. Dude, that'd be awesome because, you know, that's the thing is that like, you know, like we mentioned, like we don't, you know, we don't really, that's not our world. And, uh, you know, any help that we could get is yeah. even better. And the fact that, you know, we can do it from like that you can help because you've been there. You, you're you're doing what our next step needs yeah. to be. Uh, and and yeah, man, if you can, I don't know. Yeah. Give us yeah. a couple of little pointers. Of course. Be super awesome. But I think we just want to just. I can get to like physically yeah, hang out with I you. Completely yeah, agree. And, yeah, I would love it. Uh, I can already tell we have a blast. Yeah, it'll be yeah. really good. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, let's yeah, uh, let's keep it's in touch. Nice to meet okay? you, guys. you too. Yes, let's I keep in touch. To. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, I would love okay. it. Yeah, please. Awesome, please. Thanks for joining us this week. It's so fun for us to share these stories with you. Thanks again to Riot Brewing for keeping us hydrated. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at in underscore the underscore weeds underscore podcast. Thanks everybody. Thank you.